What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Holy moly, it's a weird, weird night on the intranets, at least for me. What a crazy hour it's been. And the last five minutes were the most bizarre moments we've ever had where we could not hear half of the show of each other talking to each other and now thankfully you can hear me folks if you're listening right now you're listening to the c3 panthers podcast brought to you by carolinacatchronicles.com where every tuesday night we chop up the latest panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective this week's show mayfield wants a mea culpa and luke keekley steals the show holy cow well luke keekley's joined the broadcast team on a part-time rotating basis, just like they've done with all of these old stars, our questions about Luke Keekley's relationship with the Carolina Panthers in some ways have been answered, I think, uh, by, you know, there was some some concerns that the, the relationship wasn't as good as we thought. We see him in Buffalo and different things like that. So we'll be talking about Luke Keekley training camp schedule out um, and the Mayfield Deshaun Watson saga continues. I want to hear about your thoughts on what training camp battles and bubble players are you going to be rooting for? Are there any bubble players? I think this might be the year there are the least. My name's Tony Dunn, and I'm here every Tuesday night with my wheel man, Cody Lashney. How you doing? Tony Dunn, listen, man. We always find a plethora of different topics to talk about on a Tuesday night. It doesn't matter what time of year, man. We love to be here. With these incredible Panther fans on a Tuesday night, of course, we're going to be talking Baker Mayfield because what else is new? We're going to talk Luke Kickley joining the Panthers booth. We're going to talk Deshaun Watson. We're going to ask some really interesting questions about roster battles that may be going on. But, Tony, first and foremost, you know we're going to do it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube you know them and love them. It's ATX19, Carson One, Derail Zero Chill, James Island Panther, Jay Prey, Jedrick Cole, Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Lawrence Trevette, Lynn Leon Hart. What's up, Lynn? Matt knows nothing. My man Kenneth Panther Pickle, Paul Mancini, and last but not least, the birthday boy himself. Tan Tizzy, happy birthday to you, brother. 
Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the longest-running Panthers podcast. In fact, the number one Panthers podcast in North America and on Google. I love to say that. Yeah. CK's in the house. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, man, doing great now that I've heard those words come out of your mouth. Uh, it's always nice to be at the top of the mountain, you know, uh, at least from number the Number one in North America. Take that, folks. Yeah. We had someone Google it in Canada. That's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> I would say probably number one in the world. I guarantee you that if somebody else, you know, does it overseas, they're probably going to get the same thing. Um, and, and that's always good to see, man. But I'm glad to be here with you guys. Glad to hear. Uh, you know, uh, be here talking about Panthers, talking about dates for the training camp coming up, um, and uh, maybe a little uh, C3 uh, meet and greet with some people out there who might be interested in going to FanFest in August. We'll get, oh, kind of break shit. it down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here with you boys. Fantastic. Um, Greg, the boys. The boys. Oh, oh. Mm. How can it get I any finally better? caught up. I, I finally me. caught up, dude. Yeah. And I'm, dude, I, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I, mean, I ask myself that every week. How can they get better? And they do every it's insanity week. Yeah, it's insanity. Week. How you been, man? I'm good, man. I just bought a truck yesterday, so I'm. I'm oh yeah, congratulations! Nice. Looks great. Yeah. Thanks. What type I mean, is it? It's an Avalanche. It's not what I wanted, okay. but after having it for a day, and I've already hauled a washer and dryer today, I I, I like it. I'm I'm happy with it. Heck so yeah! Got to have a truck. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when you live on land like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, all right. So, guys, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, let's start with, uh, I guess, the uh, and probably the happiest thing I've had to heard about the Carolina Panthers in a while. Right? The thing that made me feel fantastic was that clip that they put out announcing that uh, Luke Keekley's joining the broadcast team. Who knew Luke Keekley had so much personality? Be honest. He's always been kind of the film watcher, the uh, buttoned up. And not that he was boring or anything like that, but he always kept it in the lines. And uh, it was nice for them to have a little fun and announce that he's going to be joining the broadcast team. Yeah. When I see Luke Keekley, he strikes me as the guy that no matter what room he's in, he's always the coolest guy in the room. He's the guy in the room that everybody likes, and he's the guy in the room that everybody would follow. Like, he just strikes me as that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, well, we all want to look like him. Yeah. I want to be him. I want to be him. I want to be him. It's like if we, you know what? Oh, I saw this, uh, Greg. I saw um, the boys. First of all, their Twitter account is just slaying right now. Like, they are putting out more content than I've ever seen a show do. And uh, they had one thing. They said, if you could have Compound V for an hour, what would you be oh. or what would you do? You know what I'm saying? I'd be yeah. Luke Keekley. Hey, yeah. Give me Compound V yeah. for an hour. I want to be Luke Keekley. I'll yeah. save the world. Probably would. You want me to play the video? The, yes. uh, the Let's video. watch it. Yep. Let me. So um, it it is is like this is that we're, for the last year and a half we have bemoaned the Matt Rule stuff, and this made me happy. This was just happy. So this is how the Panthers announced to the world that Luke would be joining the broadcast. Season, you've got quite the radio crew in your first season. Jake Delhomme, 
Jordan Gross and now Luke Keekley is going to be doing some games? Alrighty. I mean, just look at his process. Right now he's going through rookie broadcast. He's to the defense are creating turnovers, red zone efficiency, and getting off the field on third down. All right, faster, faster. I mean, he's listened to every radio broadcast since 1995. What a real student of the game. Anish is over here. Okay. You're right here in okay. the middle. Okay. All right. And then you got Jake or Jordan right beside So Sam Mike Will. <laughs> He's been the first guy in, last guy out of the booth all month. Brian Burns beats a blindside block. All right. Next. Tommy Tremble tiptoes for a touchdown. One more time. Tommy Tremble. I think he'll be ready for week one. 79. Icky Aquan. Ooh. Okay, I see what you did there. 49. Frankie Louvu. Oh, each time. Okay. So each time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Jake. Oh. Sorry, Jake. Sorry. <laughs> Luke is the man. It was fantastic. Man. It was Certified fantastic. The man. It was fantastic, yeah. Certified the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, I- I've said for a while um, that I think Luke has kind of gone through something of like a post-football career crisis and that he's trying to figure out how he wants to continue to be a part of this game and i'm happy that he's willing to kind of you know experiment with all these different ways in which he can do it you know first it was a scouting department it didn't really seem like that was where he was meant to be a lot of us wanted luke to be a coach and come be a linebacker coach for us and, and be a part of the coaching staff in some capacity um but now it appears that Luke is getting in the broadcast booth. And I love this too, man. Much like when people, um, you know, commend Greg Olson for his broadcasting talents and his ability to break down the game from an X's and O's player's perspective. I think that's why a lot of people like Greg, I could easily see Luke adding the same kind of content to this broadcast and really breaking things down. He was such a, um, a playbook warrior, new things inside and out, changing plays at the line of scrimmage. Like this guy has forgotten more football than most people will ever know in their entire life. So um, I'm interested to hear Luke transition into doing this. And um, I wish him the best, man. Any way that you, Luke can be connected to my Carolina Panthers, I'm highly in favor of. Do you get the feeling at all that he's lost about what he wants to do? Like after football, like football was always the number one, right? Yeah. And he always knew he wanted to stay around football. We've heard that based on his retirement and what he's done since then. But like the fact that he's gone from scouting pretty quickly to doing this, even though this is just kind of like a a a small like snippet of what he'd be doing. Like he's not right. going to be doing like a lot of broadcasts or anything. But do you get the feeling like he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do with the rest of his life? I do. I do. And that's why I said something of like a post football career crisis. You know, I think he wants, obviously he wants to play, but his body has betrayed him and it won't let him anymore. And I think that's something that he's been wrestling with. Again, this is just my, my two cents for all that it counts for, uh, which is not much, but yeah, I do think that he's trying to figure out what his relationship to football is because it's clear that he loves the game. He wants to be around the game. And I like the fact that the Panthers are are now making a concerted effort to keep the all-time great Panther players 
a part of the organization, man. Yeah. Steve Smith, uh, now Luke Kuechly. Uh, I mean, this has been a, a, a great continuation, I think. This is what was written on in the story as the uh, Panthers announced it on Panthers.com. And Luke Kuechly stated, quote, I just love the Panthers, love being around it, love the people. I think I want to be attached to the team and the game and the organization somehow. I think it could be a lot of fun. I think that's the biggest reason to do something around the game on game day that's fun. You still get the atmosphere and all the good memories I have here in Carolina. Um, you know, is that this is like kind of the logical move for a lot of these guys is like going to the booth after the career. That's what they're all trying to replicate. Right. You know, Greg Olson. Greg Olson has landed a big gig. Now he also in some ways is poor Greg is got is holding the seat warm for Tom Brady, you know, oh, when yeah. he comes out. But yeah. Whenever that happens. But still Greg Olson to the booth. Um you've seen one of the things I think is interesting though with the Panthers players nobody's taking this on full time um even with delone gross like gross is fantastic you know like yeah. gross. he's so fun he's always he used to have a podcast that was called that's gross yeah that i used to this, love it too man he had some great yeah, interviews on there. like he could be like a more sophisticated like i think he's cooler than busting with the boys type guy you know but He's a cool guy to hang around. But these guys also, I don't know if it's the Panthers don't want one guy being the whole shebang. I don't think it's that, though, is that I think DeLome has got stuff with horses. He does a lot of stuff in Louisiana. You've got uh, Gross with his farm in Iowa. Um, And so rotating these guys, I always wish it was a little bit more the same every week so they could get better and better right but it's going to be a different look this year because this is the first year without mick mixon so that a niche yeah. a niche a niche guy a niche a niche uh, uh a niche yeah a niche thank you um you know so this is cool but like it is awesome this is one of the things though is luke keekley can do no wrong in carolina you know, it's yeah. not only was it like someone said already the best linebacker in the history of the game. He like he did everything like perfect. And like you said, the body betrayed him. Like there's actually not a single criticism about him. You know, like there's not like one criticism you could have. Even the the only criticism you have is this is the years that we the last year he played or two where it started to look like it tailed off some, you still had to tell yourself it's like far better than 80% of the NFL. Mm. It was just that Luke Keekley was so superhuman for so wild, so for so long. I, I think it's great. Um, I'm just really happy to see that the relationship with the organization is there oh, because yeah. we didn't know what to think when he went and became a scout. For you know, Matt Rule comes in, he tires, right? So you're like, oh God, is he, you know, what is this about? And then he joins as a scout, and you're like, oh, well, it wasn't because of the Matt Rule stuff. It was clearly health related and his concerns going forward. He does one year as a scout and quits that, and you're like, and then all of a sudden crap starts going terrible in Carolina. They get, you know, and you're like, oh God, I wonder if he saw the burning store, the burning room behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So having him come into the booth at this time 
to me actually makes me feel a lot better about the Carolina Panthers, just in general. You know, like he does it, even if he just was trying to, you know, like you're, you're trying to tell me that Sean McDermott couldn't have gotten something for him or Ron Rivera couldn't have gotten something for him if they really want, you know. So it really, I like the idea that he feels like a Carolina Panther. He wants to stay close to the organization. And it just makes me feel good. It's like chicken, it's like chicken soup when you're sick type thing. Mm-hmm. He's my chicken soup. No doubt, man. I mean, Luke Kingsley, uh, I'm just, uh, like I said, I'm happy for him that he's continuing to find ways to express right. his love for football. And by the way, like I said it before with Greg Olson, but even looking at a guy like Tony Romo, you know, he, he wasn't ready to call it quits, but then Dak Prescott happened, and then he moved into the booth, and his excitement for to, the though. game. He was getting hurt on every but yeah, he, play. But, but it's, it's the same thing with Luke. I, I think if you have a, a passion and an excitement for the game, like that's why people love John Madden as a commentator. Like, mm-hmm. boom, hey, that dude loved football, right? That dude loved it, and I think Luke shares that same love of it too. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going to be losing Mick Mixon, the best next answer is to get all the best Panther grades and bring them in and, and have right. them – um, you know, share what they're seeing on the football field. There's one pro- one problem, though, and I think Luke, because you said he knows the game so well, is going to be good. Uh, he's well-spoken. You know, this, uh, it's not a problem. It's just like everybody's trying to recreate Tony Romo. I don't think the Panthers are necessarily doing that because they've had a long history of bringing in former right. players to do this. But if you think about it, it's like, ESPN, they're they're switching broadcasters every year. They just went out and didn't they just go after and get Troy Aikman and Joe Buck? Um, yeah, I think or is that Monday Night Football that's doing that? I mean, I know that Troy Aikman and Joe Buck just left Fox and they switched. I think it. The Amazon. Either, everybody, everybody's getting paid too, man. It's like crazy. Big time paid to move, but everybody wants. The next, like Tony Romo injected life into the booth that we haven't had since John Madden in a way to where it is like a love for football comes out from like it's so authentic Mm -hmm. and awesome. And maybe Eli Manning and Peyton kind of touched or dipped their toe into that with that broadcast they had on the side last year. I think, but they're going to be doing that again this year. Like that's something that. Like that was, I, I, listen, Pat McAfee has had uh, kind of tapped into something with uh, the younger generation of, uh, of uh, players or uh, fans rather. And I think they, uh, they, they realize that the old format doesn't, isn't meant for everybody, which is why they're talking about doing different, different broadcasts, multiple broadcasts for the games, um, which is going to be a positive for a lot of these guys. But like the problem is they chase after the next Tony Romo, if you will. And yeah. the problem with that is, like, then you run into pieces like Drew Brees, who was a horrible broadcaster. Like, he was not good. He tried his he tried it way too hard to be exactly like Tony Romo, and it just did not work. He's just a bore, dude. Yeah, he's always been that way. Even when he did the commercials back in the day with his wife, who's doing an insurance commercial, and she was the bigger star on the stage. Like he, you know, not everybody's made for it. You're right; they right. are chasing it. Let's just stick with that for a little bit with you're talking about with the Pat McAfee kind of expand on that because like we are on a different frontier of media to where to the point is that the people in this community are 
the Panthers meet. I mean, think about this is like we are if you Google Panthers podcast, we're the number one. And that's yeah, ahead yeah. of the damn team. Like to me, that's insane that it, and it's not like a brag on us. Like it's actually a sad thing to me. Yeah. Except it that, is a like, little bit of a brag. We should, yeah, it's a humble, bra- humble brag. Flex I don't think toes. the team should be high. Like is like this is when we first started. You know, it's like they had the name power of of all of this. They've got the reach. They have two million followers on Twitter, or four million, whatever it is. Like it's just crazy. Like is. What what has Pat McAfee done? To I mean, media? well, so I mean, I, I know CK watches him all the time too, and I think CK can talk to this. I watch him just about every morning. Right. Uh, it, he he has this really cool thing, and again, it's because it's on the internet. He's on Sirius too, but he's on the internet, and at the end of the day, he gets the most candid interviews from literally every single guest that he gets on his show. From all walks of life, from all different sports. I mean, Daniel White goes on there. Football players go on there. Baseball, he's into hockey. And also, they say all the shit that a bunch of sports meatheads like us say to one another. And it's not the type of banter in the conversation that you're going to hear on ESPN and Fox Sports. Tony, it's the same reason why the 100 viewers that we have right now Come to this podcast because you're going to hear real opinions that aren't media driven, that aren't the same tired narratives by people who are only watching the highlights of the Carolina Panthers. No, we're dedicated content with real opinions by real people. And I think that is, if you're looking at the landscape today, that is what these big podcasts are doing. You know, you see the pivot, those guys doing their thing. This new media is really kind of changing the way broadcasting is done. And people Dan are just Patrick, trying to catch a hold. Dan Patrick started it. Imagine that. Imagine being Dan Patrick and going off. How did he start it? 15 years. He, le- he left started the, the mothership. Uh, he left ESPN <clears throat> and started his own independent radio station, basically. Yep. Radio show that then... Um, you know, I mean that he produced basically out of his attic for a while. He just did it in a time where, you know, he was, it was a scary moment for him because like, I remember he did the, uh, the, the Pat McAfee show and he was talking about it and he was telling Pat, he was doing everything the right way because like you, you could easily chase after the money and go network, network, network. And, you know, I'm not saying Pat isn't doing that, but Pat isn't changing who he is to fit what the networks want. And so that's, that's been exactly what Dan Patrick has kind of led to. He was like, listen, I'm way more happy now as a, as a broadcaster. I love what Dan Patrick was able to do because it's something that is, is like you said, it's a new, it's kind of leads to what we do now, uh, which is uh, people that can really enjoy listening to the things they want to listen to, um, as opposed to listening to NFL Network only to find out that the Panthers are going to be mentioned like two times. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Dan Patrick did it at a time before the internet. So, like, is that, like, if you think he was just before, like, he would have been, first of all, he's, he's remained, he's tried to keep his, like, journalism pristine, right? So he tries to run a true, kind of as close to a journal, like a real journalist as you can right. be, rather than being a talk show host. Like, he doesn't want to just be a talk show host. 
but he did it at a time where you weren't reaching people on the internet. You know, you were still reaching them by the radio and ultimately i think remember when he was on the audience channel or whatever or something like that yeah or they like, all is that, like it was like, like a his, direct tv network that had bought and it. he's the one that start he's the one i mean he had the guts to and you know what to be honest it's kind of crazy i wonder if he saw what was happening at espn he was just like i don't like this maybe you know he was fantastic the, the golden age of espn was with him and that like it's like when we didn't have the internet and you used to watch ESPN all the time. Sports Center was cool as shit. You remember like in in 95, Sports Center was like a bomb, dude. Yeah. Yeah, except that was Scott. 5 years old, you know what I'm saying? You were 5 years old in 95, were you? Do you think Damn. I don't know my own age, bro? Damn, I thought you were you said you're I was, not dude, that I was, young. I was in 5th grade. I was, I was uh, in 95, I was in high school. I was, either in fifth, I, was either, hell, I was either ending fifth grade or going into sixth grade in 95. One of the two, depending on what time, 95. Well, yeah, it used to be the bomb, but we also used to use phone books. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, ooh, how about this? Is quick question for you. How many number people's phone numbers do you know? I remember phone numbers from high school better than I do now. I can tell you my <laughs> yeah. friends' phone numbers and girls' phone numbers from high school. Like, I don't numbers. know my kids' phone numbers. Like yeah, I don't know my kids' phone, phone number either, yeah. <laughs> I know my mom's phone number, my dad's phone number. One, because they had their house phone number turned into their cell phone number, which is kind of cool. That's cool. So, like, I just call my old house phone for my whole life, and it's my mom's cell phone. Uh, I know my wife's. And I know my in-laws, you know, because I used to call my wife all the time when we were young. That's it. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, the rotary skills. I know about that. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, so cool stuff. And uh, you know what? Maybe we should start saying we changed the game. We changed this. You're, we did. You're hey, we've been on the forefront part, of this part of the movement for a long time. Go ahead, Greg. Oh, I was just saying part of the movement. I was just agreeing with you. Yep. Yeah, Grass, man. I mean, we're, yeah, like we've been uh, we've been doing this, man. The longest running Panthers podcast that there is. Um, and listen, before we go any further, man. Like, everyone comes here to listen to us talk Panthers football, but that's really just what they say to our faces. In actuality, they're a bunch of weirdos and freaks with a weird fetish, man. That's how it is in today's world. Everyone has their kink. Everyone has their fetish. And the people here, they like to hear the voice that makes them moist. CK, why don't you talk to these freaks? Well, hello. Welcome into the Carolina Panthers number one podcast. Maybe one day we'll be able to say that we're owned by the Carolina Panthers, but right now we're independent and we're here for you guys. We show up every Tuesday night to talk about the Carolina Panthers, regardless of the news. You've been in here watching now for about 33 minutes. 100 of you absolute motherfucking legends, but you haven't hit that like button yet. I am absolutely appalled you deserve to be punished this is your subscriber shame subscriber shame 105 strong people watching 54 thumbs up hit that like button hit that subscribe hit that notification bell for every single time the c3 podcast goes live by the way we're sitting right now 
at 3,660 something subscribers. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers before the start of the 2022 NFL season. Be a friend, tell a friend, man. Let everyone know that you love hanging out with Tony, Cody, CK, and Greg every Tuesday night talking about your favorite football team, man. C3 Panthers podcast. Hit that like, subscribe, notification bell. Tony Dunn, what we got next? Training camp, uh, the schedule's out, and 27th, we are one month away. Exactly one month away. Training camp begins on July 27th. And is July 30th, are they not? uh, Oh, no, August 11th is Fan Fest. What is Back Together Saturday? Wonder what that's that what is. I'm I'm not sure of because that's it says annual and I'm like I've never heard of this. Yeah, somebody is that when they know. come back from Wofford? No, because they do all no, of that's all, like the, Fan Fest is the only day that they don't Yeah, they don't do Wofford practice yeah. in Wofford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fan Fest is back the, together Saturday. I wonder what that is. I've never heard of of that, but uh one month away, training camp um how about this? 11-15, Um, It's going to be hot, folks. Luckily, there's no afternoon practices there. Uh, 8.30 a.m. on August 6th. So if you guys want to go out to um, Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, a couple of things that I recommend it. Bring your sunscreen. Bring some water. It's usually hotter than Hades. It's like the... It may be one of the hottest places on earth, strangely, like where Breeze goes to die. Uh, yeah. Sadly, not Drew Breeze. Actually, that's wrong. I don't mean that. <laughs> um, I think Columbia may be the hottest city. And like, it's like Columbia is all concrete. I've only been once and it was just like, God, this is awful. Um, it is a tough tough environment uh but and that's what some of the people have been critical of having it in south carolina is kind of the heat and the problems that come with that um all right well look training camps are one month away what's on your mind heading into it heading into it uh i mean really just seeing what this team is going to look like man i know for me it's probably the easiest answer uh, but it's just to truly know what our offensive line formation is actually going to be this year. You know, everybody knows I'm a proponent of putting in Kemet Kwanu at left guard, putting Brady Christensen at left tackle, because I think that's where both of those guys are best suited. Um, even though I think a Kemet Kwanu could be a very good left tackle, I'm not denying that at all. Um, but I do think if uh, if Brady Christensen is best suited as, as a left tackle, I think they're probably going to give him some reps there. Uh, our, our coaches have dropped hints about it even. Um, so, yeah, a lot of my questions are really on the the defensive line and the offensive line. But also I think uh, uh, another one to throw out there is uh, our defensive backfield, where exactly they're going to line up. Is, is Dante Jackson going to be on the outside or are we going to see him maybe move to the inside? Where is C.J. Henderson going to play? You know, Ooh, there's a lot of he different... get beat out by Keith Taylor. Keith Taylor, man. I mean, there's a lot of moving, a lot of moving parts to this offense that we're not just not quite sure of yet. Can you trust Matt Rule at all? Do you no. trust him? Like no. I started to, I thought that like one of the things was that he was sold to us as an upstanding dude. Like 
you know, this guy that like son of a preacher just does things the right way. You want to have him as a buddy. I um and maybe this is just like is like it's like when politician goes to DC or something. I don't know if I can trust him, and here's why, or I don't know what to think of him yet. Is that he was so so adamant about Brady Christensen being a guard, like so good at a guard, like it's like and being so hesitant to put him at tackle. You know, he's kind of not ready to endorse him at all, really. And now he's sitting there going, well, he's the best player. on. He's the best offensive lineman we got. Like, I mean, it's, it's like such a, I don't know. Why has his tune changed so much on Brady Christensen? I feel like he doesn't know. Go ahead, Greg. I would say maybe he's just eating a lot of crow. Maybe he's he he's at the point where it's like, well, okay, if I'm not right, then let's try it and see it your way. And he's wanting somebody them to fail and see like, see, I was right all along. You know, it it, it could be something like that. He's just kind of giving up, like, well, let's see what happens. You know, am I over exaggerating his kind of flip floppiness? No. no, 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 you're not. And not only are you not exaggerating it, but I think Greg is right too. Like, it's almost such a turnaround from how he spoke about Christensen last season, even, that it's like, okay, dude, now are you just saying stuff to make people happy? Or what What do you actually believe mm-hmm. about the players on your football team? Um, I think it's a legitimate question at this point. And also, we can't just pretend like we don't have a coach that every time he gives kudos and credit to a player on our football team, we're like, oh, shit, look who's about to get cut. Or look who's about to have one of the worst games of their life. Um, so, uh, again, and I know that sometimes we have fans that come in the chat room, and it's the vast minority of them. But fans that say that we're too hard on Matt Rule, all we do is try and find the worst in him and the worst about him. And I said this at the start of last season, Tony. It's prove-it season. It's 100% prove-it season. You get no shine. You get no flowers, you get no accolades until you have proven that you can be a winning coach in the NFL. Up to this point, he has not done that. So it's not wrong for any player to therefore be hesitant and doubtful about Matt Rule's actual wealth of football knowledge Mm -hmm. and what he does and doesn't believe about the players on his own football team. I, I got to be honest, with training camp in general, I just have a hard time really believing anything. The only thing I really pay attention to with training camp is players coming back from injury to see what they're looking like, possibly new players coming in just to see what them up close. But beyond that, man, it's hard to believe anything you hear because everybody looks great in training camp. And then Sam Darnold's throwing dimes in training camp. Uh, you know, Joey Sly is 10 for 10 from 70 yards in training camp, but they're not playing as hard as they do in a real game. So, I've got to take is this is will be my 10th one that I'm kind of been eyeballing or ninth, ninth or 10th. I know it's our 10th season. I feel like so I'm in my ninth training camp that I've paid kind of or tried to pay close attention to. It's kind of a hot take here is that to me, this seems like the least um, questionable lineup that we've ever had. And what I mean by that is like, 
I always felt like there were guys on the fringe that we thought were going to play a big role on the team or could play a big role. Like we were talking about these kind of real bubble battles. And if we look at this roster, I, I really feel like the starters are like pretty clear of who they like. I don't know who is like kind of the dark horse player. I mean, if you look at, all right, let's start with wide receivers is you're talking about DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I mean, Terrence Marshall Jr. is like everybody's latching on to that. Like uh, yeah. he feels like he's going to grow this year. Um, and Robbie Anderson, who's, you know, kind of irritated everybody. But I, that doesn't seem out of place. Second yeah. round pick in his second year. You expect like that happening. You look at this offensive line right here. Aquano, Christensen, Bozeman, Corbett, Moten. Like those are the guys, right? right? It's like we're not sitting here going, well, I wonder if. Cade Mays can beat out Bradley Bozeman. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, and if we go to the, where are the battles, I guess, for people that will contribute quarterback? All right. Um, I feel like on offense, just looking at this, is that I don't see anything. I think key, uh, no one really yeah, stands out to that. me that like is kind of my underdog hero that I think could do something. Even last year, people were like, Oh, Shai Smith's going to have a big year. You know what I'm saying? Like this and that is like, who <laughs> is the, is there anybody on offense that's on the outside that you think could climb the ranks? And I'm going hot. I don't know if it's a hot take. It's just my take. I don't think the battles are there. I think it's a Dude, valid argument. Yeah. Uh, if you're the four man rush, you think Michael Jordan is going to get into the, the starting lineup and be our starting left guard, you know? Who's he going to um, replace? Christensen, I guess. Dude, no one. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, he's not better. He doesn't have any more natural talent than any of the guys in front of him. Um, I think he was very disappointing last year. Um, the only one that I can see that maybe be in a battle – but it's really not even a good a good one because we know that we're going to be using two tight ends. They have Tommy Trimble listed at number two, but to me that's yeah, not. Yeah, this is a third party site too. This is our lads, but they're like one of the few sites that actually. Yeah, I use our lads too. Uh, Tommy yeah. Trimble is going to see the field uh, a lot more than we think. Uh, so maybe that one. I guess um, the bigger question is who the hell is after those dudes. Mm. I know one day you know I was like imagine to see. that is like imagine if something happens to Ian Thomas or Tommy Trimble, who the hell is Oh yeah. I is mean, there even another tight end on Sullivan. the team? What's up with the superhero names? Tommy we'll Trimble, Stephen Sullivan. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Brian Burns. Ian Thomas like, is even kinda not bad. Austin Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, dude, like I, I you know. And listen, I know Tony's going to give me a ton of shit about this because he always does. But I would like to see Shai Smith become a more important part of the team. Um, I don't see any reason why he couldn't. Even if he isn't starting on every down, you can certainly work in some packages, put him in the slot, uh, you know, find some ways to kind of get him open across the middle of the field, let him get some yards after contact. Yeah, that's Isn't Rambo like that to a degree? Like, I mean, they're kind of similar players, I feel like. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, is that maybe that's like a, you're gonna work him in in some situations or something, but I don't see a real this is the thing is like I just don't see unless injury this might be the most 
clear roster we've had in a long time. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and let's go this is, I mean, with the irony of this, or maybe the irony is like the one place you don't want the questions are where we've, the real battle is here at quarterback. Yeah. (laughs) Like usually the battle is like, is like, you want to know who your quarterback is. We have no idea who our quarterback is, but even at, when you come to, um, running back, maybe you could say Foreman is ahead of, uh, Chuba, but we know Chris McCaffrey um reach we only got one fullback so if we go to the defense um like where maybe this is where some battles are at and i don't hey, even bef- really know before who that we is. before we move all the way to defense we're gonna ask this question a million times before the end of the season but what you know let's take a temperature check i mean again this is all based on feeling because we have no factual information but what are the chances you think right now? Like, just what's your gut feeling tell you about Matt Corral's ability to actually push and compete for a starting job in training camp? Like, what's the likelihood that that actually happens and that we hear rumors that the quarterback mean week is one? Tight? Like to yeah, to I be mean because you made the, you made that you made a great point, Tony. Like the biggest battle on the offensive side of our roster it is the quarterback position no and if we have a young gunslinger and if matt corral comes in more prepared than we thought before like what are the chances that matt corral might be able to compete for this job are are you asking do you do i do we think matt corral has the talent to do it or are you asking do i think that if he shows that talent, I believe that the coaching staff will recognize and make it a competition. I think because I do believe he has the talent, but I don't know if the coaching staff would do that, even if they saw that, to be honest with you. I'm kind of with Greg on this is like, okay, dude, does anybody even really win out in training camp? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, is like, what would, what could Terrace Marshall Jr. do to supplant Robbie Anderson as the two, right? And that's a guy that we believe they want to be good and this and that. Yeah. But like, what is it on a daily basis in those low stake circumstances? Like Greg had mentioned, you know, like really what could Corral show in practice? Really? It's like games. Like that's the only thing. The problem with Sam Darnold is the fucking game. (laughs) Not to practice. It's, it's similar to the to the uh, combine argument. Like, right. what can a player show in the combine that's going to make him change or make you change your opinion about him? Same thing with training camp. Like, what? Like, I feel like you already have your opinion developed going in. I need to see gameplay. Like that. That's well, like I'm trying to, to think of. And maybe it's like this. Is maybe. Um, I, all right, so you said temperature check. I say, is it like what is our scale? Is it a one to five? Oh, dude, you can, you yeah, you can do, dude, you can do it degrees. Like you can, you can go up to uh, one hundred and twenty if you if you feel uh, something inclined. Uh, you know? um, Let's do one to one to ten. Make it easy. Something simple. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say a three. Damn, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm right there with you. I'm gonna say a three as well for the reasons that that I was saying. I think that he has the talent to do it, but so I think though to but to. And it's not a detriment to Matt Corral. Like, it's like, I don't think that you're going to go out there and you can in practice, like make audibles and calls and show your kind of off paper intangibles in those very organized. No, 
Andrew no, loved, there's a story Avery, about was, it. I know. But they knew coming Tony in, Andrew Dun- loved yeah, it. Yeah, but Dungeon. he was the number Tony one Dungeon pick told the right. I, I, I know, He I'm was already going to be the starter, and they gave him. They, like, that was, that's kind of like, uh, I don't yeah, think but it's I think good the an, point an being, Like, he's not beating anybody out. I okay, think so what Greg you could asked, say is, but no, I think what you would you. say is this, is that, like, um, Matt Corral can show enough show he's capable enough in practice that where Sam Darnold has to keep his job starting week one. Right. So, like is okay. like, it's his, it's his job to lose, like not his job to lose, but there like, is, that is the true, thing though. is that if you want to say my temperature on that is that I think that it could be a six or a seven for the Panthers going, you know what? We feel more comfortable with him in week three than we thought we would four months ago. If we have to go there, right? So I'm gonna say a three. Greg, where are you at? I'm I'm right there with you, three. Um, but but that is an interesting scenario. What you're bringing up is that uh, I th- I think it can come to a point where week one, like they they're saying, Sam Darnold will start a week one. But when right. we get to that point, he may yeah be he on throws the hot seat. two he picks in on the hot one seat. and you're like, yeah, he's already on the hot seat. Like you're starting the season on the hot seat. So yeah, I, which I'm, I I'm think he is, though. to be honest. So I mean, look, let me. I want. I want to tell you both why you're both wrong. Oh, and, and I, I don't mind being wrong here. Yeah, so, yeah. and so yeah. let me tell you why you're wrong. At this point, listen. We know that we're going to be dealing with <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo rumors until they're not being dealt with anymore. Like until it is set in stone that it's going to be Sam and Matt. We know that we're going to deal with these rumors. However, I'm inclined to believe that neither of them are going to happen. I think the Panthers are genuinely going to start the season in 2022 with Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. Now, earlier, Greg said something. That, you know, he's like, well, you, okay, it's similar to the combine. And like, what can you do to actually earn that spot? Well, in my opinion, there's a few things. And they're all things that I know Matt Corral does well. One Get the ball out on time. And that's something that Matt Corral is really good at doing. He was really good in college. He's in that RPO, very fast type of system. And he goes through his progressions well. I think those two things on top of, and again, it's a lot of ifs here, but if Matt Corral can show a propensity to connect on those deep balls downfield, and he's starting to take care of the football, not throwing interceptions, and showing steady progress, I think if Matt Corral goes into the preseason and starts to look good, you have to remember that there is a third-year head coach on the hot seat. What is going to put him in a better position to ingratiate himself not only to the Panther fans, but to actually give him a chance to win football games. The quarterback that has been the worst quarterback in the NFL for the past four years, or this young upstart that everyone is excited about and is showing promise, and even if you roll with him, it gives you some cushion because you're saying, well, Sam didn't look good, and Matt Corral looked incredible in the preseason. There's no reason for Matt Corral, or pardon me, Matt Rule, who's in the hot seat to not take a chance on the younger quarterback. I'm going to give it a seven. I think there is a real chance 
that if Matt Corral looks decent in preseason and in training camp, that he will be in conversation to be a starter next year. Well, maybe then we have to talk about the preseason more. It's like if he goes out and slays it in the preseason and looks like he's like a freaking Brett Favre or some shit like that, then maybe. What opportunity is he going to get in preseason, though? Is he going to get the start? He'll get the He better. And play play against the first stringers? Yeah, the first two. So so now it's only three games of preseason. It used to be four. It used to be the, uh, the third game was the game where you play all your starters for the longest amount of time. Um, if they're still going to do that, I would assume Matt Corral to be the starter for at least the first and second quarters through both of those games. I would start so I, the whole I, time. Okay. I expect Why not? To see a, Why, not? Why wouldn't you start yeah. just the whole time? And not. I mean, and what I mean is this is like, yeah, give Darnold. Imagine that buzz when it starts the, to build. But you should do that because, like, really, you've seen – like, what are you really going to do? What, just knock some rust off of PJ if you're going to put him in on the fourth? You really want to give him the most experience possible, right? Yeah. Uh, so I do think that that is the only place he could do it, Cody. But I still am really – you might have taught me up to a four, right, where I need to see him slay the preseason because I don't think he can do anything in training camp to win because I don't think Sam Donald's problem is inability, right? Like, I mean, he can throw the, you know, he can, he's got the arm strength. He's got the mobility. He's got, the, it's like, he's a practice player. The, Sam Donald's problem is when something goes wrong, it spirals and gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. That's it. So like, is like Sam. So it's really hard for me to, like he's going to know he's going to have run huddles before he's going to been diagnosed in defenses before, you know what I mean? Like the only thing is like Sam Donald would have to completely shit the bed or get hurt. Right. But to me, yeah. that's in just practice. Not- and I don't think he's going to shit the bed in practice. But I mean, I'll, have I'll you pass seen this what to- these guys do in practice? It's like, I'm passing this practice, to, dude. To, to Greg after this, but like based on like last year, we had no other options. We knew that Sam Darnold was going to be our starter no matter what. So even if he was looking bad in training camp, it's not like they would even like, it's not yeah, like they would even publicize publicize that. Also, Tony, that scenario that you just mentioned, Matt uh, Sam Darnold just coming out and just not looking good. That's very possible to me. Not in practice. Like this is like barely It's no, it's like barely football, dude. But you're still you're preparing yourself for the start of the season. It might not be what it once was, but you're you're starting to build the foundation of your football team. And if he's not taking care of the football, then I think Matt Corral has a much better chance than people are giving him. Could Matt Corral make this the most exciting preseason we've had? It'd be great. But look, here's the think I, about it. It's like, what else? I mean, with Cam Newton, you know that he was going to be the starter. You know, you're you're talking about getting him yeah. up to speed and, and protecting him. Yeah. It's all been about protecting your player's health and this mm-hmm. and that the entire time. Even last year with Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater the year before. Is like this the one time where the preseason is a guy that the team really wants to do well at yeah. the most important position could come yeah. and be like, God. imagine this. If he goes out and throws 240 yards in week in the preseason game, dude, one, that's the what I'm saying, dude. Be like, start this one. Yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. 
Dude, right. that's, what, what, look. that's what I'm saying. You're here with though, dude. Imagine how fucking good. All right, you got me up to a five. If that happens, five. dude. Don't 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 let him sway you. Here's the, here's the thing. Don't tease me with a good time, brother. It's a vibe. Let's yeah. go. I agree with you, Cody. I I think that he's gonna put it. He's gonna do it like that. I really do. The only only part we differ in is I just don't believe that the coaching staff and Matt Rule has the gumption or the balls or the right. the wherewithal or the, the knowledge to be able to recognize that and act on it. That's yeah, my thing. I I but, do but, but think, I, though, I do like think Greg Matt, said, if yeah, he's I, on the hot seat from day one, I think that's a yeah. good way of putting it. Is from week one, snap one, it's like Darnold. You better go and be everything that the leash is short. The leash well, is short. It's not existent, dude. You're holding by the collar, ready to let go. Just like you're free. Go Corral, Corral will be the starting quarterback next season at some point in time, but it's not going to be because of anything that happened in the preseason. I want to get CK's opinion on this. I just want to say before I can do, this is why I don't want Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. Amen. Because then it then it, it pushes Matt go. Corral even further down the road. But CK, jump in on this, man. What's the likelihood yeah. that Matt Corral actually competes for this job? So first and foremost, I don't know that I can recall a a preseason with higher stakes than this season. Um, for a lot of players, I should say. And so right now, I think Matt Corral has the opportunity to win this starting lineup. And it, it's going to boil down to whether he gets the opportunity by from Matt Rule. If Matt Rule approaches this like this is a true competition and they actually treat it as such, then then at that point in time, I think Matt, Matt Corral has everything he needs to be a, a, a potential, you know, uh, yeah. starter for us. Yeah. Yeah, I... I think so, man. And that's where that, that, that's where me and Greg are kind of going back and forth on this, too, is that, you know, it, it's not like anyone is doubting Matt Corral's ability to do it or that Matt could do it, couldn't build a really easy offense around right. Matt Corral that he could jump into. Uh, I, I think it's just trusting Matt Rule, like Greg said, especially seeing how we dealt with Brady Christensen last year and, and Deontay and, Brown last year. And, and Cam, yeah, and Cam yeah. Newton. It's like, go ahead, Greg. Well, I say to be fair, the question was though: Do you think training camp can change their minds enough to make them a right. starter? Because we all think right. he'll be a starter, but I don't think training camp will do it. And that that was what because I mean I don't know. Yeah, no, no you're I, right. I, I, just don't, I just don't think training camp's enough to judge somebody off of. Right, because we're talking you know? training camp battles, and and right. again, you're right though. It goes back to Matt Rule. It's like yeah. even if Matt Corral does come out. And like I said, if he does those th- three things, take care of the football, get the ball out quick, and connect on those deep shots downfield, to me there is no way that they cannot consider him. And again, something else to add, and I think Tony will agree on this, having Ben McAdoo and this coaching staff is going to be a blessing in terms of putting our actual best guys forward, him and James Campen. Um, let's continue real quick with uh to my yeah. kind of hypothesis is that uh the least bubble players um in maybe Panther history yeah. is that you know in the in the past and this is probably I, I don't know if this is something we should celebrate. I don't want to overly celebrate it too quickly, but the Panthers 
in the past, we've had some real studs at some core positions, whether it's Luke in the linebacker core, TD, Olsen, Cam, you know, like the list, you know, we can go down this list of players, but we always felt like, or at least for me, like a number three guy, we always needed to be a number two. Like we needed, um, who was it that uh, the year that we let, maybe it was Steve Smith go or Russell Shepard. Remember Russell Shepard? Like we're like, oh, he was going to be a starter. And it was like, he was a bump. I mean, he was like, I mean, a a rotational player. Such a disappointment. But uh, we always needed somebody, it felt like, to play a bigger role than they were probably like we counted on them. Yeah. To to work out. In this case, I mean, I guess we're kind of counting on these guys staying healthy. Um, I don't know. Is it Luvu? Like, I mean, who is it that's really, I guess Corey Littleton can maybe edge out in this case, Luvu. I mean, we bring him in. I'm just looking at the back end of this list and I'm going. I don't want. I don't. We don't expect anything out of these guys. Yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, I don't know where the the competition truly is. Um, of of a back end player that is going to climb up, and we're going to be like, oh my god, he's going to play a role this year. By the way, look how stupid this is. They have Dante Jackson as our left cornerback, C.J. Henderson as our right cornerback, and J.C. Horn as our nickel corner. Right. Dude, you know that shit's not right. Well, those three guys are going to be so. I guess it's more about positions. If anything, I do think if if yeah, there's we're one put that Jason I could, the if there's one I could say I could see happening potentially, or I would think is possible, is where is the Keith Taylor guy on this list? Yeah, is I feel like Keith Taylor could supplant C.J. Henderson. But I don't know if this coaching staff will let them. It really seems like this coaching staff wants CJ to work out so bad. And like, may, I don't know if they're putting too much into where he was drafted originally, or maybe they're just trying to be nice to him at this point, which is fine. Keep in mind that we have Steve Wilkes back in the building. Yeah. So his say so is going to weigh very heavy in these conversations. What about uh, Barno with uh, Gross Matos? Uh, I know we've seen Gross Matos' injury. Uh, I mean, he's been good, but has he been like over the top spectacular? Has he been Where somebody you can't, can't beat out? Chart here. They got him there. listed as our second defensive end, which actually probably is not wrong if you think about but, it. By, it by the way, a lot of these guys, especially on the D line, you're going to see most of them. Like they're going to yeah. rotate yeah. these guys in right. and out. So, like, all these guys. Even Amari Barno, he might not be on the field even. Yeah, I think he's on the, the third. I would put Haynes. I would think it's more like Burns and Haynes are the starter, and then Gross Matos and Barno are behind them as rotational guys. Well, this is not official, too, right? This is- we need, you know what? That's where we need some help, dude. We could use a free agent acquisition in the short term of a veteran. At defensive end. How do you feel about our linebacking core? Uh, Shaq Thompson, Damian Wilson, who we picked up, Frankie Louvre. I think we all love Frankie. I think everybody is very um, excited about Frankie. I think he's also going to be a guy 
that will play off the ball and a little bit on the D-line as well, kind of like how we used Hassan Reddick last year. They want Luvu to be their discount Hassan Reddick, mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, and he might be able to do that, but... I didn't think uh, of Reddick as a linebacker at all, though. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he's really not. It's because he didn't put his hand on like, the ground. It mean like he was just a defensive end to me. That he was a speed rushing defensive end. Like I didn't want him in coverage or anything. You know what I mean? Like so. You know what I say about this linebacker core is meh. Is our drafting that. guy even on that depth chart? Who? Oh, who was he? No, Brandon. I'm sorry, Brandon Smith. Yeah, Brandon Smith. Yeah, Brandon he's in Smith. Oh, all the greens are rookies. Are rookies yeah. Yes, oh, okay, 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 okay. I, yeah. I, I think that our linebacking core needs improvement, but the where we're at right now, unless I'm going to get a player that is like hands down, like top superior linebacker right. in the league, then I don't want to add another Shaq Thompson to the team. I don't think that fixes the right. problem. I think we need a clear cut superior leader in that position. And if you can't get that, then roll with what you got. I um uh, my I'm sticking to my guns here is and, and I, this is an unpopular opinion with Panther fans right now. It's like Shaq is just okay. Like he's yeah, he, average. He he's he, like he, a he's, better he's than average. Yeah, I mean he's a he would be better with better players around him. You know, so I mean that's one thing right. is like having he would be fantastic if he was playing beside Luke Keekley. You know, like that yeah. is um, is that here is the thing is that Shaq Thompson had his best season as a pl- as a pro last year, his best season. Yeah. Um, For sure, I don't know how much better it will get than that. So I just don't like when they call him borderline elite. I think he's a good like more. You know, so I'm not trying to dump on him, but like calling him fringe elite to me is. It's too comp. It's like two one season, and I didn't even. I mean, I don't know if it was that awesome. I mean, he had some big plays early on. He got an interception in the first game of the season. He's always been nicked up a little bit, which is a tough position to play. I don't know. It's like I just. It's like I think this is that when it comes to linebacker, I think you can. This is one place you can kind of get away with in the NFL, where as long as you're not bad. You don't necessarily have to be great. Right. And I think Shaq is good. I don't think he's great. And I don't know anything about the Damian Wilson enough. I think, but at least these guys, I think they're going to be better than what we had two years ago. Who was that dude that we hated? Uh, the t- whitehead, tired whitehead. Tired whitehead. You know, so- it's like, I think the linebacker group is one where, you're as good or bad as your worst player. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, a couple of things here, right? Uh, I agree with what you're saying about Shaq, but I kind of feel like you could copy and paste three different players into all those same sentences, and it would be true. And that's Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown, and Dante Jackson. I think those guys are really good football players. Right. But I don't think they're great football players until you put better pieces around them. I think Dante got that this year. But C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn and Keith Taylor, 
I think we're going to see the best Dante Jackson that we've ever seen. Uh, Derek Brown was still kind of out on that. Our, our he's only two a years. He's iffy. a third-year player. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, yeah, and no one's player. Yeah. But when it comes to Shaq Thompson. Shaq's um, been in the league I'll, eight years, dude. And I want to highlight this comment by CB Izzy. He says, bro, why do we have 50 guys who have the size to play three or four outside linebackers, but we're still trying to run a 4-3? And to expand on that a little bit further, why are we really not trying to train any of these guys to be a Mike linebacker? Because that's what we have been missing since Luke Keithley. And right now, I mean, again, that's not an official list. That's our lads. But they have Brandon Smith as an out or as a real linebacker backing up Shaq Thompson. Well, why wouldn't you give that young man an opportunity to use that size, speed, and athleticism to play Mike's linebacker for the Carolina Panthers? Like having that sideline to sideline linebacker in the middle of your defense. The Panthers have been in desperate need of that for a long time. Well, because I, I, I feel that like Wilson we're waiting on and, someone to step up and actually be able to play that position. I feel like Damian Wilson and Corey Littleton. Now, I have to maybe I could be wrong. I don't know enough about them, but I do think they're kind of lent more to be middle linebackers. Maybe you know, in their makeup of what I don't know is that. Uh, who knows what you're going to do with a rookie right out, out the bat and what he could be. I don't I like the idea. I don't like a 3-4. I think it's a really hard scheme to pull off. Yeah. Uh, it's never We've never done it well in Carolina. Uh, yeah. All of our greatest success has always come at a 4-3. And I just yeah. think of this is like there's very few defensive ends who are big enough to be real every down defensive end and athletic enough to do what you ask in a three, four, like, I mean, you're talking about needing like, even it would be difficult for pepper, you know, peppers did it in green Bay at a set, but like, there's been a bunch of guys who was the guy Quentin something. Uh, he, we signed him for a year here. He's from Kinston, North Carolina. He went to Carolina. Um, and he was drafted by the jets real early. Quentin Copel's. And he's a guy, and it's like this, it's like they just turn out to not be fast enough side to sideline to be in coverage and be a linebacker. And they're never big and durable enough to be a defensive end. And I just, I don't know, but the Pittsburgh Steelers always fucking screwed us over with a 3-4. So some teams seem to do it well. I just, when was the last, what was the, what's the 3-4 dominant defense in the league? Who is it? Who runs? There's a it? lot of them. I, I mean, I feel like most of the years, the Super Bowl winner has been uh, a three-four. Really? Uh, like I know. Yeah, I felt like the the Patriots did it a lot. I know the Broncos did when they beat us. There have been a few teams that can do it well. Um, and again, it's I would. Hard, man. It's I, hard. One thing I'll say, Tony, though, is that I feel like edge rushers coming out nowadays. They, they fit that outside linebacker role more than you find a guy that's, you know, six foot five, 270 pounds with the real athleticism to be able to play with your hand in the dirt. I well, think that's that kind too of undersized. Business, I, think, I that, think you need to be 290. Well, I mean, I mean there, there are guys that, that make it work around that size, but you still, you have to be a real athlete 
to be able to do that. And Mike, Mike Tomlin was on a podcast recently and he said, there's not an abundance of big men. If you're a big freak show, powerful man, there's not a whole bunch of those guys. So I feel like the college game is putting out more three, four outside linebackers than actual edge rushers. So mm-hmm. I kind of think that plays a part in it, but I do agree with you. Our best defenses unanimously have unanimously have been four, three defenses that have been savage with fantastic Mike's linebacker play. And more importantly, with a great interior pass rush. Right. Chat is roasting me. We're not roasting. They're being polite. But Denver was three. Four. There are teams that have pulled it off Look, and the, done it, right? Denver in the Super Bowl, they pointed out. I just feel like the Panthers tried it under Rivera that last year. Yeah, um, it didn't work. And it stunk. Then the first year of Phil Snow, do you remember everybody made fun of Phil Snow running the three Three five or whatever it was, or three yeah. two five, whatever they made fun. Which I of, still like, think they kind of had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, is that they were roasting him unnecessarily? I feel like, um, but I just even when we've tried, I I I find this is that the hybrid switching out. People say they want to do it, but I just but don't see it do. working the continuity as well. I haven't seen it yet. Go but, ahead, Greg. You'd be surprised last year in 2021, the Colts, Chargers, Chiefs, Saints, Jets, Packers, Eagles, Ravens, Browns, Cardinals, Niners, Steelers, Redskins, and well, football team or nine football team. Uh, what are they? Commanders. Commies. Uh, yeah. And, commies. Texans, and Texans ran a three, four, all, all ran three, four defenses. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, remember the last year of Ron's year, uh, the last year Ron was in Carolina, she tried to do the. I know, I mean, the, but it was that's because that's they forced him to. It was yeah. like, remember, it seemed like he was acquiescing to the new owner. Man, I'm surprised Ron Rivera's running that in. I can't be right. Wow, that's a lot of teams right there. Who's that's the best saying. one on that list? The best one on was the best prob- defense. The San Francisco, Our best defense on the list. Ooh, yeah, uh, uh, read that Ravens, one more time. Ravens probably, uh, Colts. Chargers, Chiefs, Saints, Jets, Packers, Eagles, Ravens, Browns, Cardinals, Niners, Steelers, uh, Commanders, and Texans. I would say probably Eagles. the Ravens. Yeah, I think the I Ravens. I feel like that's Ravens just resting probably. on their laurels, though. Yeah, like, but the Ravens. They, they had a pretty good defense. They were so year. hurt last year. I don't know. Their yeah. team wasn't. Uh, and they still almost made it to the playoffs. I'd say the, the Ravens Eagles, loaded, loaded up. up in the draft this year, though. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay. Um, Interesting. All right. Um, let's go on. Uh, we'll, we've got plenty of uh, training camp battles to talk about coming forward. Like there's going to be a lot of, of time to actually. So I do think um, that that's lineup. It's going to be hard for outside guys to pierce it. It really seems very clear of who the guy is from day one. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. Um so let's go on next. Let's see what else we got up in the show. We talked training camp battles for right now. Oh, here, kind of a segue to the Mayfield Maya Culpa is the Deshaun Watson uh, story continues. It's like so long. I mean, it's been almost two years, this story. I mean, it's if you go back yep. to him being upset with the Texans, if you count that part before the lawsuits, it has been two years. 
Um, but now the saga just continues right now. The Dissy's meeting with the disciplinary board. Um, and of course it's going to be run by a woman. I hope he didn't nut on her, uh, by accident, uh, today. Like, please say not if he did, he's, uh, they said, this is that right now he could be facing an indefinite suspension. Indefinite. I heard with a year suspension being the, the minimum the minimum or the suggested there now obviously they're going to fight that and try to maybe reach an eight game a 10 you know who knows like so that so i heard today that they're going to counter with zero games because <laughs> they meet in the middle because they want to get eight, eight well i mean I, I i honestly don't know i heard today that deshaun in order to like really state how much they agree with the statement because the NFL, according to all rumors, they are trying to suspend him for a year. And this has been pretty much confirmed by a lot of different reporters that are following this story. And uh, I don't know, this th- that's the thing about it. And it's one of the most aggravating things about this whole Deshaun Watson thing is that we're not done with it, man. We're, we're not done with it because then we're going to go through the appeals Dude, it's going to be a shit show, man. Um, this is an absolute dumpster fire for the NFL. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, who's it big? Is it worse for the Browns or for the NFL? Uh, Are we for, not being hard enough on the Browns here? No pun yeah, intended. I think it's definitely worse worse for the Browns than <laughs> the NFL, but it definitely puts a mark on the NFL. I mean, it's just it's it's just right. go, it comes with the territory. Yeah. But I, I, I'd be more mad at the Browns, personally. I'd be most mad at Sean Watson than the Browns. Then it's pretty wild. Um, my man got uh, doubled his almost doubled his salary. They gave Dude. up three first. What were we thinking? Just think if you want to really just feel like how much you've dodged a bullet here. Just think about the fact that right now, the contract that Deshaun Watson got over his first two years are the most lucrative, like it's the most ironclad contract you can ask for. It's ridiculous how good that contract is. And it's unbreakable. It's not one of these things for the first two years. Like, it's not like, oh, there's going to be, they can't, there cannot be anything that comes up. Um, And then after that, it has to be new shit, even if they end up going after doing something different later. So it's not even something that like, like they could they could do something about if they just continued to suspend him because it's all shit they already knew about. So, so like, they so, don't even have an out whatsoever unless new stuff comes to light. So did you hear what the, what Deshaun's what the NFL PA is saying Deshaun's defense is going to be that they're not uh, adequately dispersing or dispensing the punishments out the, like, amongst the, the owners. Right. As they are to the players, so they, apparently they're going to mention Robert Kraft. They're going to mention Dan Snyder. They're going to mention uh, Spanos. I think that's I the Chargers guy. Cronky, yeah. uh, I think, also has some shit. The the Rams owner. Who they're were the other say, names? So Robert Kraft. Kraft. I remember Kraft a hand job at it's the Chinese. At the yeah. The problem was is it turned out that that parlor that he got, I, his actually is more legitimate. It was like you know he needed. Uh, Deshaun Watson's lawyer who said, come on, where else do you go to those places? Especially the real problem that like Robert Kraft like- got involved with is it turned out that that whole place was part of like a 
a trafficking Rush, thing, yeah, like a some, sex slave some shop, crazy and like, bullshit. So, yeah. by the way, like that's that's what they're saying that they're not dispensing these punishments out that oppose that, and apparently. The coach. But how can uh, you suspend the owner? Like, I mean, like, what do you do? You tell him not to be with near the yeah, team. Yeah, but I mean, basically, look at like, what happened what to Jerry really Richardson. To an owner. Yeah, but look no, at what happened Jerry to Jerry Richardson, Richardson. Did that himself. Jerry Richardson was on the back end of his life. He's always been an NFL guy, and he they said, won't. "I will just bow out before this gets any bigger." Like this wasn't a yes. forced sale by them. This was him. Almost, I hate to say being a stand-up guy, right? Because it's like that's not the words to use. He just chose to it fade was, away into obscure. Yeah, like he was just like, I'd rather it. not fight this and make a big deal. Well, there's I mean, an argument. Really, is it the Reds? Is it the Commanders guy? That's like that's the. And what were they doing? Sending emails, naked emails. Like, like no, but they, they've also been cooking the books, right? Like this, this but, is a, a big deal. But that's that's the thing is like it's not like that didn't like the argument the NFL is going to have here. There's going to be a couple, right? The argument is this is different because there's 27 women coming forward about one person and they have sued him. It's not like it's something that's being discovered and like right. it's possibly something, but nobody's really right. doing anything about it. Like this is like lawsuits that have taken place. Second, if you want to use the Dan Snyder our argument, he's been fined millions of dollars. And he's been removed as an owner. The owner of the the Redskins is his wife. Like that's that's the who runs the day to day. Or let me rephrase: the the person who runs the Redskins is his wife. Commanders, right? Yeah, the Commanders. So I mean, even that argument is just something that I can't even necessarily put my 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 hat on and say, yeah, that makes sense because in all reality, this is a far worse situation than any owner has ever had, at least come to light. Now, has there probably been an owner do some shady ass shit? Probably. But like this is far worse than any owner's ever been caught doing anything other than Dan Snyder. And and what and what is the supposed equivalent punishment? Like, so if you really wanted to make an equal punishment, like you can't say selling a seven billion dollar organization, like, you know what? Like, wouldn't we think if they excommunicated Watson from the league, like if they forever banned him? that that would be potentially too big of a punishment. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that, is this, um, it's not, uh, what's the guy that had the statue? He was a saint or whatever that was raping all the people that was putting them to doing the Bill Cosby. Yeah. What was that? I mean, he like dead, but he was dead. And then they like, they found out about like, he died. Like, what do you, what do you really do? Like, what is the equivalent of suspending a, a owner? For well, and also, like, really, what would it be? Money is like you'd say no money for a year. Well, yeah, that's the only thing you could do is monetary. I mean, you or just, you know, if you wanted to get real technical, if you're trying to punish him as an owner of an NFL team, take away draft picks. Ooh, yeah, you know? that's, and that that would probably be on the table. And by the yeah. way, that, that could probably happen to the Texans like, if Deshaun. He, now the the Texans are being sued because they're saying that the Texans knew and enabled these kinds of massages and these kinds of cover-ups and that the Texans do about it. So that might happen to them. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's apple, like, how do you apples to apples it? It's like, uh, you know, is how do you punish a, a minor 
for drunk drive, yeah, kill somebody versus, yeah, I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't know if the every punishment can be equally compensated. Now, I'm not saying now is the question that they've gone that the owners get away with almost literally murder, but they are among the top 30 most rich people in America, right? You know, is that I couldn't yeah. you say this is that, um, could, what if. What happens if a player says this is that Deshaun Watson actually is getting a more lenient treatment because he's a superstar quarterback than if a bubble player would be kicked out of the league? Or you or Sean Oakman. Do you guys remember that Oakman dude? Yeah. And by Uh, the way, he was innocent. Yeah. That guy was innocent. He's he's not in the league at all. So, like, could he sue? Could he like sue Deshaun Watson? Basically, I mean, mean? this is a that's a never ending, that's a bottomless pit right there. What I will say is this, uh, and again, I have no idea how this thing's going to turn out. Just speaking all relevant information here, out of the twenty-seven accusers, Deshaun has settled with twenty-four of them. That's something that happened recently, so they're going to use that as a as a part of his defense too. But then in turn the NFL is going to be able to set to point to precedent. They did this, uh, I think it was like six or eight games with Ben Roethlisberger. So there's, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson uh, also faced some suspensions, didn't he? For an entire year, I think he got he got suspended for the discipline of his yeah. son. Yeah, he was um, disciplined. He whipped his kid and yeah, he, had, for, like, he was that. like, needed stitches which is but why Dalvin cook got away with beating up his girlfriend last year and he didn't even get a suspension like nobody well, that, even heard wasn't about it, it dropped though like, i don't know if it was dropped in like if uh maybe they settled or something so, i don't know i think when they settle like okay <laughs> you remember greg hardy right greg hardy went on to play for the cowboys because at the end of the day, uh, she refused to testify against Greg Hardy. Yeah, but well, he, he, started, he did some time year. first, though. Yeah, he, he didn't just he go did like leave year, the Panthers, huh? get through that, and then sign with another team. The non-exempt com- commissioner, yeah. non-exempt. I don't know. I, how about this? Is um, I'm not. I'm just to the point where I'm not feeling sorry for Deshaun Watson at this oh, point. Yeah. Like it's like so ridiculous. It's drug on so long. Like, if they came out and said a year, I would not be like, oh, that's crazy. Too much. Um, what I'm more upset about, or not upset, like, I don't, like what if we would have, I, I really got mad that he got a raise. That's what really upset me about this. It's one thing to take a risk, a calculated risk, and say, we're going to trade three first-round picks and take on your contract, and if you get suspended, we're going to eat that, and potentially because the reward... Yeah. But they, they they took on all that risk, and then gave him a hundred million dollars more, right? Fully yeah. guaranteed it. So to me, that was where it just was like so much. Yeah, it's like he. Got I'm kind of upset at myself. I'm kind of upset at ourselves right now. No, we wanted saying, him. Yeah, I know that, and that, I'm in a tough spot too because like mm-hmm. I had that same realization. I am afraid. Like I, I hate it because you're going to be able to go back and pull out. Like I want Deshaun Watson here. But, like, when you really look at it, we dodged a bullet, number one. This is never going to lead to Sean Watson. This is going to be a stink on him for the rest of his career. So no matter whether he wins the Super Bowl or not, you're going to constantly have to defend your quarterback from that, right? So that's going to be exhausting as a Panthers fan if he were to ever do that. And let's be real about it. The Browns, 
here's something. I watched the TikTok. This is how dysfunctional the Browns organization is. Okay. They get rid of the best quarterback they've had in <laughs> decades. Well, sort right. of. They, they destroy yeah. that relationship. The best quarterback they've had in decades. Now, is that saying a lot? No. Right. But at the same time, the first quarterback to win you a playoff game in years. Decades. Yeah. Years. Like it's just unreal. The different. And then what you're going to do, the first chance you get is just destroy that by going after Deshaun Watson. Now it'd be different for us if we had done this with Cam Newton at the, at the helm. Right. Like that would have been a, that would be the equivalent to the Browns at least for us. If we had done that basically what the Browns did. So it's, it's a horrible, horrible circumstance, but yeah, you know, it's, I can't. Can he I, rejuvenate his name? Is the question I got. And look, I want, I want to chime in. On, I want to chime in on this too, right? Because I've been thinking about this, you know. And and CK is right, you know. If there's clips of CK talking about wanting Deshaun, dude, there's a fucking litany of videos of my ass fucking clamoring yeah. for Deshaun. And uh, again, I'm a Clemson fan, right? And if you remember my story about coming to the Panthers, like I never followed cam newton's college career in real time i only saw like highlights of it before he was drafted right so deshaun watson was represents three of the most fun years that i have ever had watching college football he's such an incredible talent on the football field like no matter what kind of piece of shit deshaun watson almost assuredly is at this point no one can deny that the guy from a talent perspective, is a top five quarterback. And Mm -hmm. I have no problem saying that I was blinded by my fandom. I was blinded by the potential of having a college quarterback of my favorite college team being on the Carolina Panthers. I just got, you know, wrapped up in it. And by the way, it's like looking at, you know, Deshaun, and it's like we're never going to know the full truth. I'm sure some of those meetings were consensual. And some of those meetings, the massage uh, lady said that they were consensual. Right. But you're also not going to tell me that, one, not only did he put himself in a terrible position and jeopardize his career, but that many people didn't just have great experiences uh, giving Deshaun Watson a massage. In fact, more than likely they were assaulted by a pervert who forced some pervious shit on He's just so weird. It's just more weird than it's anything. It's like, why is it? Why didn't you just, he didn't even have sex with him. Not a single one is like, it's just like, it was weird. It's like, I want to stand on the desk and shoot us. Like, it was just Every time you say dodge a bullet, every time you say dodge a bullet, I think the most most recent girl who's like, and it almost hit me in the face. I was like, what did you think it was going to do? Like, <laughs> like, like, you ain't know. Oh, but um, the thing, and I don't want, this is not a defense um, and a rationalization. Maybe it is a little bit of our, our kind of idea of fielding this at the time. Uh-huh. Is that it literally was this, is an acknowledgement that this shit is fucked up. Yeah. But the player at the in the opportunity for the like it's a, like a transformation opportunity for a player that you could add but that was an apples to apples trade right right that was never at no point did anybody go 
Let's trade for him and give him a raise. Right. And I'll say, too, like, for all of us, I know you can go back and look at me saying, too, that at one point that I wanted Deshaun Watson. Look, things have changed since then. More's come to light. And with things changing, you have the ability to change your mind. Not to mention, y'all right. know me, I have no sure. problem admitting I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I have no problem admitting it. I'm going to tell anybody out there who's had a problem with admitting they're wrong, just get over and admit you're wrong sometimes. It makes your life so much easier because you're not always right. I'm wrong. It's it's so. just so good that it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and you know what is that you we can go on here and defend and try to rationalize why we were interested in it. Cody could talk about his fandom. We can talk about I can talk about how I won't try to pay him more. Mm-hmm. Like and this and that and and also willing to take potentially the suspension risk. You know, if you bring that contract in, it's not fully guaranteed and get suspended. Who cares? I mean, not who cares, not but like yeah. it, there would be a financial penalty to him. Now, on top of this, so we could talk about all this, but what we have to remember is we don't own the Panthers. Right. We're not the GM and they were really doing it. And what is David Tepper said? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want it to. He doesn't even said he's wrong. None of these guys said that they, you know, they just like, we don't, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. You know, right. so the Panthers were interested in it and we had to talk about it too. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. No Jimmy G talk on this podcast. Uh, we got to talk about Baker. Actually here, before we move on, to the cat calls real quick baker mayfield this has brought to are they is there a right now it seems like the browns and baker mayfield are done forever baker came out and said that they would basically have to crawl on their hands and knees they need them he needs a mea culpa at the very minimum but it sounds like they're parting ways and jacoby Brissett is going to be the guy um so Baker Mayfield, I saw a tweet firing up that he was rumored to be a deal could be done with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, are teams just going to make the Browns sweat now? I, and, and if you're the if you're the Panthers or anybody, I don't make any. Maybe they're waiting for this right here. They're, well, they're playing a game of chicken. Let's be which real. is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the Panthers are trying to get the asking price down. So that they can get Baker Mayfield, you know. But what? they all, but they also the Browns. They know that the Panthers want to do it with enough time for him to be able to learn the playbook and become adept in the offense and be able to get some reps in in training camp and maybe even in preseason. So the Browns know that the Panthers want that, but the Panthers know that the Browns have to get rid of this dude. He's toxic goods at this point. That Baker result. does not want to play for them, and the Browns do not want Baker. So they're really just playing a big game of chicken here. Mm-hmm. Whose resolve is stronger, basically? They're trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Well, hopefully our resolve is none. We just want to, I want to stay where we're at. I agree. I don't want to yeah. trade. I don't want to give up any assets for guys that are just okay. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like that? Who's that in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? 
Hey guys, it's Growl that makes him howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. I wanted to say something about preseason. Now, I've told you before, I don't like the way the preseason's been shortened because, I mean, I know why they did it. Because it's not making them as much money as an extra game in the regular season would. But from a football standpoint, it was important because, or it is still important, even with the shortened schedule, but it's important because you got to see who's who, you got to, you know, they have less of a sample size to make the decision that who's going to be on the final roster, which I don't like, but then again, the playoffs were the most interesting that they've ever been since I've been watching football last year. So there's that. But last year, we had so many players that had a lot to prove. And while they weren't really able to prove it because Matt Rule had a, a horrible year. So there's that. But this year, our coaching staff has so much to prove. Our coaching staff, our ownership, David Tepper's not going to answer a shit because he's big balling. But anyway, the GM, all the coaches have a lot to prove. This is a make or break year for Matt Rule. And he knows it. Everybody knows it. And uh, it'd be fun to see our new offensive line. It'd be fun to see all that stuff. But, you know, there's not... You're right. There's not as many bubble players like, really, there's not a lot of our bigger acquisitions or like starting or players that are probably going to start. So they're not going to have to prove much in preseason. Like, we'll probably barely see Icky. So, anyway, it's still interesting. That's a good question, too. It's still a football game atmosphere, so I always end up going. And I always end up feeling great about going because, hey, back at Bank of America Stadium. Yay. But uh, anyway, guys, just want to leave that. And uh, watching y'all from the beach. Anyway, Ooh. guys. Nice. Greg, get in there, man. Yeah. Uh, I can, can I just say I I really disagree with you on this one, Joey. It's uh, um, this right goes right back to the to the combine thing for me. Like if you've had these guys, you have tape on these guys. They've gone through OTAs. They've gone through. You have history on some of them. Uh, with some of them, they've gone through training camp and they've gone through three games in the preseason. Does one more week of preseason, one more game, really, really? really make or break and i get there are people who are on the bubble but if you have that pick one cut the other one and put them on your practice squad that way if you want to bring them up one day you can like i i just i just don't think one week is that much more detrimental to, to it being you know uh to the teams i mean maybe it was fun to watch one more week but who really watches the fourth preseason game anyway i mean it's usually nobody yeah. right i mean normally by the time you get to the fourth preseason game 
it's bubble players. Yeah. That are like yeah. fighting to make the 53. Well, it's bubble players roster. the whole time. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I just don't, I just don't think one more week, like for me right. is going to make or break the, the difference. It's just like, I don't think yeah. the combine makes or breaks it for me either. I'm, I'm just more interested in a, in a large sum of, of things that I can put together with this player. What we've seen than- is the NFL has moved away from playing their starters really at all in the preseason to now they like to do the joint practices is where the, Starters get more reps, which I think we're doing with the Patriots. When we yeah. got, we got. Uh, uh, let me look this. So they've used that as kind of a substitute to kind of drive the competitive format. What I actually think the move into three games is good is um, one of the things I don't like is that when there was four that you brought the starters out for one series. And then, then they would play. like. I would rather for them just to play a quarter, or whatever they're going to play in one game. I think the one series is kind of ridiculous. Like you know, what I'm saying is like, what is a like? You either going to go three for three? They're either going to march down and get a touchdown, or you're going to throw three. And how many times do we see Cam throw three incompletes? And then it's like, well, then they take them off, and you're like, well, man, uh, you just threw three incomplete passes. You should leave them out. <laughs> out there <laughs> if it's about knocking rust off i never felt like did. i saw cam do terrible in preseason he never like, did great there was never a time where we marched down the field and it was just like oh god we're clicking on all cylinders i don't remember in 2016 that. we did and that was during i remember because we were still riding that 2015 high yeah. and uh preseason we looked pretty good in 2016 okay. we had a few just, of those drives but and by the way uh, you are like so you sharp. are correct. The uh, the Panthers are playing the Patriots this year and training camp. I would just rather for the uh, the team to like for us to play the guys, and then if they don't do well, like they're going to play a half anyway. You know, instead of playing one series here and a quarter next week, why don't you just play them two quarters in one right. game, consolidate it? Don't even have them dress. Don't even have them anything. And I am an advocate. I'm like in the minority. Is like I wouldn't play any of my starters. Period. Uh, I'm sorry. I know the argument is game speed and this and that, but like these guys have been playing football their whole damn life. It's like it's not like one quarter all of a sudden Dang. is really gonna. I would rather for that one quarter in the first week of the season where they have to kind of play like, oh shit, wake up a little bit. And it be meaningful. I don't know. I'm in the minority on that one. Is uh, but the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's go next call. Hey boys, baby Rhino. Hadn't called in a little while. Been getting behind on the podcast and uh, on vacations, uh, trying to get caught up. Um, just wanted to mention uh, what I think everybody's drinking: the Baker Mayfield Kool Aid. Um, I don't think we're going to go after him. It just doesn't make that much sense. Um, I'm with Cody about how we do need to find out who Matt Corral is uh, and then go from there. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't see Scott Fitterer going for it. I don't see Ben McAdoo going for it. I don't see the logistics of that. And they bet, damn sure better be listening to Ben McAdoo. He's the quarterback whisperer. Um yeah, I just, you know, we're in that off-season mode where nothing's really happening. Uh, you guys keep it up. You're the content that keeps us going. Um, 
So thanks for everything you guys do. Smash that thumbs up, people, and we'll catch you on the Man, thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate you, like, Rhino. Like Sea Dog says, it's free. And I really think we've been consistent on this, on this podcast. And I don't, I'm not a big person that's like, I want to be like, I told you so, told you so. But this is one time in my life where I have not wavered on any of it is I am not, I'm not going to argue if Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold or not, because I believe Baker Mayfield has had a better NFL career to this date than Sam Darnold. You can throw all the caveats in there. What if they were on better teams, this and that. But at the end of the day, Baker Baker Mayfield would be a marginal improvement from for this team. Um, and it would not be a long-term solution. To me, it would be a short-term solution that could present more problems than it could, even if it worked out. Like, what is working out? Is working out what the Browns were? And the you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, imagine you have the great roster, like everybody tells me the Browns do, which I think that that's exaggerated to a certain degree. But um, look, I mean, is that the ceiling? Is that what you want? And on top of that, there's a real opportunity. It doesn't work out at all. And you give, I don't want to give up any assets. I don't want to give up any assets. And I'm even less excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has arguably done less than Baker Mayfield in this league. I know you could say he went to Super Bowl. It's like, but I don't think it was because of him. And oh, we did not even mention this. What about this crazy comments about on the pivot about Jimmy G? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna play it because they'll demonetize us, but yeah, Martellus Bennett uh famously came out and said that Jimmy Garoppolo plays like a bitch. Uh because they Yes, I remember they, basically that. they needed Jimmy Garoppolo to play, but he was hurt, he was a little banged up, and this is what he was when he was with the Patriots, they wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to go out there and play, and he just flat out refused. Now, to play devil's advocate here, people have tried to say that, well, Jimmy G already knew that he was out of New England. He didn't want to put his body on the line for a team that ultimately he wasn't going to end up playing for down the road. Yada, yada. Tony, you say you like Jimmy G. Some people say they like no, Baker. No, I don't like Jimmy G at all. Or whatever. Whichever no, way like, you I think it. he is a – like, I haven't seen him do anything other than – be. I think he's less – I don't even think he was good as Alex Smith. Tony, how about this? They're the same asshole. They're the huh? same fucking dude. Just like Teddy Bridgewater is the same dude. They're all these guys that don't have great arms. They're not highly mobile. They're injury prone. They can't push the football downfield consistently. You're going to have to run a run first yep. dink and dunk offense, which that's fine if the Panthers are going to do that to start. But none of those guys are capable of truly elevating your offense to the next level. Shout out to no, Karen. We might as well Kyle Allen. He's we might as well bring Kyle manager. Allen back. He's a game manager. But here's the deal, Tony Don. What what makes one truly separate themselves from any of the other? Does Baker or Jimmy Garoppolo have a much better arm talent than the other? Is one more mobile yeah, than the Baker's other? I think Baker's got more. Uh, I think Baker's got bigger balls, more arm talent, more mobility than Jimmy G. I think Jimmy I, I G is how. like I don't think Jimmy G does anything but but go 
20 for 26 with one with no touchdowns and like 202 yards. Like, I mean, to me is that, yeah, he is a game manager. And I think that at least Baker gives you an opportunity to, to win a little bit, but no, like hear about this is all right. Who would you take? If you had to take one, you got to take one. And we're starting a team tomorrow. Not like we're like we, ha- you, there's only two players. Like I'm drafting a team. Game, no, dude. I'm drafting a team today. We're in the backyard. You get first pick, but there's only two people to pick from Jimmy G or Baker. Dude, death. That's just death. How about no, that, Scott, man? That's no, no, that's death. not an option. No, no really. No, either them, or. Either or. How about this? You- how about this? I would flip a coin and, who, and heads would be Baker. Tails would be Garoppolo, whoever it landed on. DK, who would you pick? Just that, like we're in the backyard. We're having a backyard football game. Who do you want, Baker or Jimmy G? Baker. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's it. I just think Baker's better. I like Baker more than Jimmy G. I've never seen where the love for Jimmy Garoppolo has been. i just never seen it. I think it's all been smoke. I think it's like, I'm sorry. I don't think he's done really much other than that one. I mean, yes, he made the Super Bowl with that team, but it was on the defense and the running game. I don't think it was because of Jimmy G. I think it was in spite. Sorry. But I would I rather have Baker it. than Jimmy G. But, but again, I don't want to trade for either. I don't want to trade for either. Said, everything that you just said about Garoppolo is true for Baker Mayfield. Everything. Baker Mayfield had a dominant offensive line. He had a two-headed monster at running back. He had Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Rashard Higgins, OJ, ha- I mean, not OJ Howard, uh, David Njoku. They have had players. Oh, well, first of all, David Njoku won't shit that year. Come on. It doesn't matter. I think it's dude. exaggerated it, how good no, their roster no, ba- was. Baker Mayfield didn't do anything special on that football team that couldn't have been duplicated by, for example, your other man crush, Gardner Minshew. They're oh, all I the love, same. I would pick him above all of them. They're all, Tony. They are all the same human no. being. They're not all of them. They're the they're same not. person. They're they're not. They're not. They're identical. Mexico. They're not. They were separated at they're birth. Not. They were separated at What's birth going on, and adopted C3 to fam? different families. Alex here. Going on, C three fam. Alex here. I'm uh, just curious, like, what you guys think, like. Personal opinions. Who's going to be that starting quarterback um, starting week one? Is it going to be Baker? Is it going to be Darnold? Sam? Please say Jimmy G. Curious Please. to hear your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Cody, who would you pick? Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield? Matt motherfucking Corral, boy. Oh. That's who I'm picking. Glock 9, Matt Corral, coming for your neck. That's what I'm on, man. I'm about the future. No. You know, I'm not trying to rehash the past anymore. I'm not trying to, you know, do the same thing that the Panthers always do and try and recycle with used goods from some other team's sloppy Dude, seconds. We're speaking the same I'm language on that. that. But saying that Jimmy G, that's like kind of like saying to me is like uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold are the same person. And it's just not true is that they might both be bad, but they're different bad for different reasons. Right. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say is that like maybe you could say like I like this car over that car, but one's got high mileage. This one's got whatever is like I'm not saying either one's great, 
But I feel like where is the Jimmy G love come from? People think Jimmy G is great. Yeah. I can't get on it. I'm sorry. I cannot. I just don't see it. I mean, at least Baker Mayfield was part of all of a sudden people think the Browns look. How about this? Is your city trying to tell me the Browns got a good fucking roster, this and that, all this bullshit? The Browns have been nothing but a joke for 30 fucking years, dude. And I'm to the point where this, they've kind of become the team that just everybody loves at this time of the year. Like until Mm -hmm. I see it, like we've only had one year, one year where they were fucking good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, their quarterback is what held them back. Oh god! No. All right, two five two two. Go ahead. Undoubtedly, dude. Undoubtedly. I was going to ask with Cody. Cody, I just want to make sure the question is: it's not you're saying Baker Mayfield is not only who you want, but who you think will be starting Week One. No, because the question I'm not was. Well, that, that, that's what I'm wondering because the question was: who do we think will be starting Week One, not who do we want? Because I think we all want Corral to be starting. Ooh, are the pa- basic right, but who do hard we answer? Will are the be Panthers going to That was the question: was who will be starting? As of right now, I'm not going to change my opinion until we actually hear reports that Matt Corral is looking like he's the man for the job. Until right. that happens. I think Sam Darnold's starting the season for us this year. I think it's Sam Darnold. I I I think we all want Matt Corral, but we all think Sam Darnold will. Yeah. Right. And we hope that we don't trade for anybody else. And by the way, Jimmy really Garoppolo, we trade for a better start. If we trade for somebody and they don't start, I school. Can I just say this too? You're saying that Baker Mayfield is better. I'm saying that they're the same person. Technically, based on these same bits of information, I can say Jimmy Garoppolo has had much more playoff experience and Super Bowl experience that Baker Mayfield has never had. But yet, I'm still not here saying Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Baker Mayfield. I'm saying they're the same basic bitch. And I'm done with that for my Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I agree. But I also think that potential is a reality that you have to take into consideration here, too. Garoppolo has plateaued. There isn't getting better for him. Right. He is where he is. And that's it. You know, Baker Mayfield has the potential to be be a better quarterback. He's still on his rookie contract. Let's be real about something. We didn't Now I'm not going to compare Cam Newton to Baker Mayfield, but we didn't see Cam Newton's best year until his fifth year anyway. Right. Like Cam Newton didn't get reach the potential that he had until his fifth year in the league, which was 2015. Yeah. I think 13 and 14, we saw some flashes. It was nowhere near 2015 for sure. Well, now we saw flashes in 11. I mean, we saw Jimmy G. I'm just done with the Jimmy. I I don't love the Jimmy. Look, the 49ers got fleeced by the Patriots. Patriots did that. Like, they pulled off the big con job, which is what the Green Bay Packers should have been trying to do this whole time is they should have just been gone to Aaron Rodgers and said, look, this is all fake news, bro but we're going to talk up Jordan Love like a motherfucker and about how great he looks and this and that, and they trade him. Jimmy G, look, the Patriots didn't want nothing to do with him. They didn't want him. And the 49ers bit and paid him a bunch of money. I'm not into it. Let's go. One more thing before we go to the next call. One more thing. Carson won. If you think the Panthers are going to be bad enough to be in position to draft C.J. Stroud next year, 
Could Dog, be. I got some property to sell you on Mars. Oh brother. man, we're gonna be terrible. We could be terrible. Uh, this we are year. not gonna we're be top three picks. Picks. We're not gonna I'll be worse than the bet, Washington Red Commanders. I bet you. Right no, but now, if we're, we're top not, six, we're we could trade three. up. If we're top six, we could be talking about getting in the top. Three. You know, like we will have the position. It's the problem is if we're twelve. But by the way, if someone's available to get CJ Stroud, no one is going to trade out. Like that's the thing. You have to earn the position to get the quarterback. Uh, and the uh, Panthers are not that bad. Next call. Part three call. Part three. Oh God. This is what happens. Why do y'all gotta call three times? I got holy Lord of mercy. What's your number? Hold on. Seven five. Let me find. He said seven. This ain't no part three. Oh, this might be four. Maybe it's weekly. Maybe, but like I try to bounce around on the calls just because I don't want a Monday call to be the lead in, so I don't play them in order. You have to empty out C three. You are not going to delete calls from Monday. More preferably, Anthony and the Fat Fools. But man, I just wanted to call in on this beautiful Friday, sitting at home enjoying the day. You know, reading off Twitter, all this bullshit about. Baker Mayfield and Jimmy, and, you know, I'm going to say it right now. I, I was on the Baker side, but I've drifted to the neutral ground, meaning I do I like not it. want a quarterback to come in the building. Yeah, I like it. I have a strong feeling Matt Corral can take over after week four, and this strong feeling is due to watching a lot of his film and I'm willing to give him a chance, you know, I mean, whatever happens, happens. We go into the season, you know, maybe we can surprise some people. Defensive line is still looking a little iffy. I don't know why the fuck fitters sitting on his ass, not signing Carlos Dunlap. Like we got We got to make some moves. And I, I just feel like we don't got a lot of depth really anywhere besides the cornerback room if you look at it and I guess the offensive line has some decent depth now because backups like Cade Mays and Deontay Brown are going to be subs for injuries so I'm fine with those guys stepping in instead of Elfline or Cam Irving for fuck's sake but yeah man let's just roll with Darnold if, if Darnold, if Dar- we need to see what we have in Corral. Like we need to play him because we can. There's a good chance this. we're in the top three next year. Well, and, I don't know and that's that. all I want to say. But yeah, man, C3 Nation, the best Panther pod on the internet. You already know. Thank Keep you. Pa- good name. That's a good. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, can we. Uh, can we make up? We can be- we make up, Cody. Can we make up on this is that we don't have to fight over Jimmy G. We don't have to fight over Baker. Can we hug and say this is that we don't want either? We don't oh, yeah, want I mean, either. Yeah, we can, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Oh, Tony, right, let's oh, hug Tony, on that. Oh, Tony, you can that. Co- oh, you can come back to bed on that one, brother. Mm, we, okay. are, we are one, we are 1,000 <laughs> on that, dude. I, listen, I'm pumped for Matt Corral. And I'll, I'll reiterate this again. Uh, and by the way, shout out to Anthony. Me and Anthony have been going back and forth forever on Twitter. He's been like the biggest supporter of bringing Baker Mayfield here to the Panthers. And 
I let him have that opinion. I let everybody have their opinion, right? But the to, to the point about Mount about Matt Corral, the Panthers really only have this year to truly know what they have in Matt Corral because next year you're going to have a whole other round of quarterback free agency. And, you know, maybe Lamar Jackson, maybe the Ravens don't extend Lamar Jackson, then maybe the Panthers won. Who knows what's going to happen next year? A third-round draft pick is not going to stop the Carolina Panthers from trying to upgrade that position. We need to see Matt Corral play NFL football in 2022. That leads perfectly into my question right there. I was going to ask you, Cody, what if Matt Corral plays next year, like say 12 games and he looks really good, but he only wins two games and say we go into the draft uh, in the top five. Are we drafting quarterback? If Matt Corral looked really good, but just didn't win. Are we still drafting quarterback? No, I, I would say if it's a scenario where we're like losing by three points, like we're ought to do in a lot of these games, then no, I say you build the team, go get a Will Anderson from Alabama who looks like a stud, go and get someone to build your team. Um, I would, you know, but again, here's the deal though, man. Like if we are looking at drafting a CJ Stroud or a Will Levis from Kentucky, if he has a good year or a Bryce, I'm not big on Bryce Young. People who follow me know that. Um, but, I, you know, if the Panthers are in that kind of position to draft a player like that, yeah, Matt Corral is not going to be enough to to stop them from drafting that premier player, especially after refusing to do so every year that Matt Rule True. has been here. They passed on Justin Fields. Um, they passed on a first-round quarterback this year. They are not going to do it again next year if they're picking top five. Also, if we're picking top five, Matt Rule is not the coach of the Carolina yeah, not, Panthers. Yeah. Which then you might be talking quarterback, though. Yeah, so this is the – everybody needs to put their collective energy and summon the spirit bomb known as Matt Corral. Yep, that's for uh, all my animators in job. the chat. To save Matt Rule's job, Matt Corral, the man, the man who saved Matt Rule, he could – He's like the only thing that can save Matt Rule. But don't you don't you see what I'm saying? Like Matt Rule, he's gonna feel some pressure to start Matt Corral. I, I, I mean, really I believe that. So. I just thought I think it'll be like week three, four, something like that. Uh next call. Part two. What's up, C three? Part two of my call. You already know it's Anthony and the Fat Fools once again. Up, I man? call myself Anthony and the Fat Fools because Matt Rule will be a fool. Until he proves me otherwise. But yeah, um, one thing to take away, the other thing I wanted to say was one thing to take away with this Baker thing is at least you see our front office not trading for him or giving up compensation, you know. I'm starting to feel like they 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 want Baker to be released or or Jimmy, one of the two. If, if they're released and we pick him up, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Because even though I just claim that I'm on the side now of not wanting a quarterback, Matt Rule has to win. I don't know why fans like actually think that if he sucks again, he's going to stay. Like, no, there, there is no way. That's why I was even surprised that he 
should have got fired this year. Because if he got fired after this year, oh, man, we we would be in a whole different position knowing what our future is looking like. But we got to deal with another fucking year of this shit. It's either going to be really bad or it's going to be really good. And really good for Panthers fans is like nine wins. And that's what I'm hoping for, baby. Just give us something. Baby Sam Darnold is reinvamped, and he's a god now. Mm. But with Cut all that, that stuff, comment off there, what, <laughs> here's part three. We're gonna give three plenty of time. Um, I got into this argument with um, Panther fans where they're like, "Well." You know, does Tepper have the balls to fire rule if we win five games again? And I'm just like, well, what else are we supposed to do? Like, like, why would he stick around here if he can't produce wins? It just, it don't make no sense. Like, there is no process if we if we have five wins again. Like, it feels like the longer we'll keep him, the more this is just going to go on. Like, this whole quarterback situation is derived by Matt Rule, and we're going to know something soon because training camp is literally right around the corner, and right. I feel like it's once Deshaun Watson is figured out on what's going to be happening there, I think this is all going to start, like, coming down. And I feel like Jimmy G is going to get traded soon. And there's going to be a suitor for him. I saw some things about a three-team trade between the Browns, Panthers, and 49ers. Like, we get Mayfield and the Browns get uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as a competent starter for Deshaun. And then the 49ers get some picks. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Anyways, C3 Nation, keep pounding. Do you think the Panthers or the Seahawks are more – hungry for this trait for one of either of these traits. I mean, obviously the Seahawks and the 49ers are probably aren't going to do much because it's a divisional thing, but I almost feel like it's the Seahawks. I, I do too, because at least we have a young quarterback that we drafted that we, we at least there's an air of mystery around Matt Corral. Whereas what's the kid? Uh, Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke. Like, Dude, what what has he been able to show in any of this time? Yeah, dude, the Panthers don't make anyone look like fucking Patrick Mahomes, dude. Uh, So, yeah, it's like I really do think that it's uh, Pete Carroll. And by the way, if you look at their offenses, typically they don't ask, you know, that was the whole thing why Russell Wilson left. They wanted to let Russ cook. And, and put the ball in his hands more, they're not going to ask Baker Mayfield to do that. So to be quite honest with you, I think if I'm Baker Mayfield, the Seahawks are a good spot for him to go. And by the way, we know that's where he does want to go. People don't keep on forgetting that Baker Mayfield went on a podcast and pretty much poo-pooed the idea of even coming to the Panthers. So not only do I not want him, but he doesn't even want us, man. Right. So I'm like, to hell with Baker. Let him go to Seattle. You know, let let uh, Jimmy Garoppolo be someone else's problem. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I, I just don't want him to be our problem this year. I'm TK. just saying it. 
at this point in time, we need to quit buying on the quarterback market. Like, let's like listen. At this point in time, we have invested a lot in what we have right now. We have we've traded up for the third round. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but like when we didn't, ha- that was our uh, our like outside of our top pick in the first round. That was our 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 that was our second round pick, really, if you think about it. Um, and so on top of that, then we've traded for Sam Darnold. He's getting paid by us. Nobody's gonna. We're either gonna have to release him or you know trade him and eat up all of his salary to somebody else, right? That's going to be. I'm tired of trading away assets for somebody who's not a proven commodity. Right. And, and yeah. for like, listen, at this point in time, I mean, I just don't see there being a logic behind us going after a guy when we could just like, let's let's see what we have in our hand before we start, you know, buying low, you know what I mean? Or buying even high it, with the Baker thing. Like the Panthers, here's my thoughts right now. Their thought is if they can get Baker with a trade with the Browns eating all but what we would normally pay for Baker on the on the open market, that's a win for them. Right, because Baker's not going to be worth what his contract is this year. So if the Panthers can go out and get him uh, and trade for him, I think that's their logic. Is if they can get them to eat enough of that to where, like, we would have signed Baker for this amount, then that makes sense to the Panthers. Right. I don't think it makes sense to the Panthers. You know, for the Panthers, in my opinion, roll the dice that you have and and let's just see where the cards fall. Uh, here's my, and I don't think this is a hot take. I think it's a real take. I'm Baker Mayfield. I'm taking my words back about the Panthers. Is if I got two options in Seattle and the Carolina Panthers, I want to come yeah. to the Panthers. Now, look, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, legit, right? Legit threats. Tyler Lockett, underrated. Um, does but it, but is Baker really the guy that can make Tyler? You know, I don't know if Tyler Lockett is going to be Tyler Lockett with Drew Lock. Let's just put it that way, right? I don't know if he's going to be the same Tyler Lockett if Baker Mayfield's there. But look, you're talking Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. You're uh, all right. So then the Panthers' defense was one of the top defenses last year, right? We weren't a great team, but neither were the Seahawks. But the last thing is, look at that division, dude. You got fucked. You got fuck with the Rams. You got fuck with the Cardinals. You're coming in last in the division. The Seahawks are going to be last in the division. There's a chance the Panthers are third or even second in the vi- division. You know what I'm saying? Like there really but is a real chance. Doesn't Don't you think that kind of lends to your point that Seattle's probably more thirsty for Baker than us because of their division? Yes, but I almost want to change it to this. We're only putting our perspective on it. Like if I'm Baker, I'm starting to rethink that. You know, I mean, yeah. I, like, is yeah. the Panthers may be a better spot for you than you thought originally? Yeah. he Well, he never thought he'd end up where he's at right now. Right. Exactly. Like, nobody expected to get to this point. Yeah. You know, he, he was saying that early before they even had Watson, probably. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just think this is Chris. Like, tell me where the Seahawks are truly a better team than us. Right. Other than, I mean, period. And like, the only reason they've Coach. been better is because of Russell. Coaching, maybe their offensive line sucks. It's fucking horrendous, just like ours or has been. Um, I really could say their wide receiver core is more accomplished than ours. That's about it. I don't even know if you could do that. To be honest, they're probably comparable. So again, yeah. it just depends on like who you believe DJ Moore to be. 
I think DJ Moore is a superstar. He's a thousand yard. He's a right. three year consecutive a thousand yard right, receiver. But nobody, nobody puts DJ in their top three receivers. And would again, it's just, it's just because Metcalf you have to have a quarterback in fantasy football next year. Would you pick DK Metcalf or DJ Moore higher? DJ I would pick DJ. Yeah, I think D- yeah, DK is yeah. like too much of a one-trick pony, and I think it's like Tyler Lockett has been the star of that wide receiver core. He's yeah, been the star. Well, he's been a star. I mean, D- DK has been a star too. Uh, he's that. No, that it's rookie D- season was it, and then he's just been temper tantrum boy on the side. I, I mean, and got great abs. I mean, he's a physical specimen. Oh he's, yeah, he's sure. he's been bigger than. Have you heard than, about his diet, dude? He, apparently, he says that he has a cup of coffee in the morning, three bags of candy in the afternoon, and a dinner, and that's, that's all it? he is in a day. Wow. That's strange. That's strange. And he says he is three bags of candy. I don't like know how you type- do that because if you work out a lot, you need fuel. Yeah, yeah. like you really do need fuel if you work out a lot. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. you you f- can't physically build that muscle without the protein. Like, there's just no way to do it. That, yeah, you need right, calories. Man. You need energy. You yeah. need energy to go work in the gym as hard as you can. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the next call. Yeah, this is me, C Dog. I'm calling here real quick, man. C Dog, what up? Make sure you got that white ball. She motherfucking subscribe, man. just because he told us to like and subscribe i mean obviously but i mean like that's kind of where we're at is like yeah all of this is about the same and to give cody is like is it might be different reasons but 
the like about the same product at the most and really that's probably what we're going to be thinking about is like is we talked about this on last week's show um matt rule being the odds on favorite to be the first fired in the nfl it's like right now we're not only are we just kind of thinking about like the best case scenario but even when we're talking about cj stroud or whoever you guys were talking about for quarterback that means matt rule is fired and odds are, if it's that bad, he ain't making it past the bye. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be interesting. That'll be <laughs> that'll be interesting to see how Matt Rule's NFL coaching career turns out. It is, like you said, Cody, at the beginning of the show, prove it. The prove it. You're like, there's yeah. no leash. There's no leash for Sam Darnold. There's no leash for Matt Rule. There's no leash for any of these guys. Let's go to the next call. Hey, who's good, fellas? It's Corey calling in. I uh, just wanted to give my up, uh, obligatory Baker Mayfield cool, take right. every Panthers fan. Uh, just seeing the news come out each and every day, man. So, uh, I mean, it's looking looking, look, looking more and more like the deal is going to get done, especially with the story coming out, apparently, that the Browns are willing to pay half the salary. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of just prepping for it, man. And, and like, Everybody has one side or the other, whether they feel, I feel like more, more people are leaning towards the, the not want a Baker side, which I think is pretty obvious, but everybody can call somebody just like mid or say they're great or say that they have this team or whatever. It's like, I, Baker Mayfield is not a franchise savior. He just, he's not. And we're not right. the type of team that is like a Baker Mayfield level player away. Now, he's better than Sam Donald, yes. Like, I'll give him that. He's not a terrible quarterback. But we're talking about somebody who has yet to put together two consecutive good seasons in the NFL. And, like, not to – like, literally, y'all, we're the Panthers. What are we known for? Like, we haven't had back-to-back winning seasons in our uh, almost 30-year history. Like, we've been bad the last few years. But even when we were good, we haven't followed it up with a, 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 a consecutive uh, – winning season after that. And now we're getting a quarterback who hasn't had back-to-back winning seasons, hasn't had back-to-back good seasons under his belt. His best year was his rookie year. This man hasn't thrown for over 250 yards a game since his rookie year. Like, he's oh. not the kind of quarterback that's going to, you know what I'm saying, take you to the next, next, take you to the next level. And everybody Tell talked him, about, Corey. oh, he led Cleveland to the playoffs, and they, they won. And, and it, it, you have to look at everything in context, man. Like, of Tell course, him, we all we, we we all know that he had a great supporting cast, great offensive line, amazing running game, defense, all that good stuff. But they went to the playoffs and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, y'all. If y'all remember that's the same Pittsburgh Steelers team that went ten and zero. Everybody was calling them the worst undefeated team in the league, and they finished the season losing six straight games. That's who they beat in the playoffs, y'all. And then they lost the next week after that, which I believe Baker actually had a good game uh, that game, and it was it was close. It doesn't like they got blown out or anything, but the point remains: like he they they went to the playoffs, they had that good year. They won against uh, a, a pretty mediocre team, and he came out the next year and threw um, almost one-to-one interception ratio. They were, they were not good. And, and he's coming off a shoulder injury, y'all. Like, what are we talking about here? There's there's literally no positive to us getting this man. But I feel like it's going to happen. So I think the where we need to take all of our efforts into in thinking about as a team is how we're going to get rid of Sam Darnold. Because there's no reason we can have all three of them guys in the same quarterback then. Um that's that's really what we need to focus on now. I just I hope the deal don't go through, but but it's looking like it's going to, man. But Tony, that's give all I got. Give this man the applause. Give this man the applause. 
this man was in our cat yeah, calls. I got a couple of just preaching, man. Ahead, How about that stat too? That he hasn't thrown for over oh, two hundred fifty so yards glad you that up. since his rookie season. Mm. This is the guy that everybody wants. Come on, man. I'm so glad you pulled that, that up that particular that particular stat because I looked that set up. I agree with almost everything this guy says right here. I really do. So I'm not trying to disagree with you, but that stat, I need more on that. Do you mean average 250 yards? Because I'm looking at last year alone, and he has three games over 250 yards, and he has two games with 247, 248. I mean, like right, or excuse me, 250 yards. So I, I need to know that stat because that You're didn't sound right. And that's, yeah, passing yards. Like, so does he mean average or does he mean like hasn't had a game where he's thrown so, 250 yards? Because that's not true. Somebody's going to have to look that up. I I'm do looking know at it right Brown, now. Greg just did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right now. So Share it, I, Greg. I do know that Brown's fans, they like they would call uh, a Baker Mayfield special a game where the stat line is under 250 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Man, that's like Cam Newton. They call that, that a. They call though. that. Nah, don't even do that bullshit. And Cam Newton fucking infinitely better than that shit. That happened. Baker yeah, but he did not. He was not a historically One, two, a week three. on week on. Dude, but it can't. Man, yeah. Baker had a much better team around him than Cam Newton. Oh Here we go again, God. man. Like, everybody that, that happened in six games. Everybody does all this making excuses for all these lame ass fucking quarterbacks that have never elevated their football team, and then people want to pretend. Like a healthy Cam Newton wouldn't have done 10 no, times. Nobody is pretending that. But what I'm Browns saying is this, is that Cam never Come was on. a Cam was not consistently a prolific passer. And what and I mean by that is say like he consistent. No, it doesn't matter. It's like Cam would have 220 and 70 yards on the ground. So you could say, oh, he did other things. But like I'm just saying this is he was not a week on, week on. 300 yard guy yeah with an offense no it's not about this and and stop with the browns okay. having the best roster man fuck that no you just didn't want even to take have away the, from them no. oh Baker denzel ward is so fucking awesome who's never played he just got game. paid got paid big time just now he played just, just he's been hurt his whole fucking time Dude, they have they have players they have players on that football team and not all of those stats were on Cam Newton, and that's the main point of this entire thing. The supporting cast matters, and what I'm trying to tell everybody is that Baker Mayfield was one of the weakest links on those Browns teams that made it kind of far. It's also not a coincidence that Cam Newton was in the best version of the parallel of the Panthers' offense his first year in the NFL. They were running two tight end sets. And had Steve Smith, oh my gosh. and you passed over four thousand yards. This is only draft heads think that these pl- people are good. Well, and, and to be look, fair, look, too, and I don't want to. I don't want to. What please, people? I don't want to. All the people that say the fucking Browns have this great roster, fuck that. OJ Odell Beckham Jr. was coming off of two fucking injuries, not the same Odell. And don't hit me. This is like he was so fucking great in the Rams. He was pretty good. He was good. Becker Don't tell me hurt. that Jarvis Landry was the fucking best thing ever. Right. I'm sorry, their roster was good and better than it better than it was used to be, and potentially good. But I'm tired of this idea that they were good on paper and they weren't good. 
uh, and this, the last thing, I don't want to, please don't misconstrue my statement about Cam Newton and being the same thing. It's not an apples to apples because I, there are a lot of different things Cam did. What I'm saying is this, is that if you want to pick a stat, cherry pick a stat and say over 250 yards, we could, there were a lot of people that told us that Cam Newton wasn't good because he didn't throw over 250 yards all the time. Yeah, but Sorry, the like they told us that all the time. So I just feel like it's like an arbitrary, like let's just not arbitrarily act like that's like the deal. Um, How about this? Baker Mayfield got Odell Beckham Jr.'s ACL torn. On the play that he tore his ACL, he drastically underthrew a pass that okay. Odell Beckham so let's had go to find every quarterback in the that world that has fucking ruined a player. And, it's and, plenty. And let, Baker let's Mayfield is inaccurate. The Brown look, Baker Mayfield got better last year after Baker after Odell Beckham left. First of all, second of all, the ba- the Browns have a good team. Uh, they have a good team of high draft picks because they've been yes. in the lottery in the top Thank five you. for the last seven, eight years. So they have a lot of young, what was drafted as high talent draft picks. Doesn't mean they're all fantastic players, Amen. and it doesn't mean that all of them were fantastic coming out like their first three or four years. Look at we were just talking about Devonte Adams the other day. Like we were talking about how he t- we missed on the trade on uh, drafting Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was garbage his first four years. Look at the stats. Garbage. It was his fake Mayfield he broke out. You know, I mean career average sixty-one percent completion rate. But okay, you're not but no one's gonna say that it's because Baker it was inaccurate. Didn't have so what does that mean? At the receiver position. Like if you were gonna no, pick, well, you know what? If it's you were like, gonna I don't pick care. the, the I don't supporting care cast about that, Cody. for the we're not Browns and that, the Panthers, yeah. it matters. So who are the wide receivers? Tell me. Like let, let's compare them. I'm so let's say DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson right now. Who are the wide receivers? The Browns had a combo that's better than that, like f- hand over foot better than that. Is what you're arguing? Who is it? Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not. It's not the regurgitated Odell, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Say what you want about Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. He's, he's better had than two Robbie major Andrews. knee injuries. But is he better than two DJ Moore? Is he better than DJ Moore? Or her Odell Beckham? He was. Probably not anymore. Because, because not, Jarvis not, Land, any, because... not anymore, but also, guys, there, there, was, there was an entire video of Odell Beckham Jr. being wide open and Baker Mayfield either not seeing him I can do the same or thing not with Sam throwing and DJ him Moore. the ball. I can do the same thing yes, with Sam and DJ yes, Moore. Yeah, Pete, I mean, right, they're Teddy comparable talents. Moore. Yeah. To me, they're the same person. If you put Sam Darnold, if you did the opposite and put Baker on the teams that Sam was on and Sam was on the team that Baker Maybe. was on, Maybe. we would be talking the exact same way about Baker Mayfield that we would be about Sam Darnold. You might. He does right. not overcome yeah. the lack of talent around him he just doesn't baker mayfield had 321 yards in week one last year he had 305 in week five and that's the only two i see over 300 yards passing i thought i saw three but well okay so there's a 247 there's a 246 i mean come on that's like like, uh look we don't have to shit on sam uh, baker mayfield to still say that we don't want the trade that's right. all I'm saying. Y'all don't have Just to. I'm going to shit on that. Hey, good fellas. It's calling in. I uh, just wanted to give my uh, obligatory Baker Mayfield take as every Panthers fan. Hey, did we just listen to uh, Yeah. Just, hey, Corey again. I guess the part two of my call. But I uh, also wanted to, to note, too, that um, being the type of player that Baker Mayfield is, like, I don't think he's 
garbage. Like, get getting that out of the way. I think there is a very real possibility that if he came here his first year here, he would have like kind of like a, a career renaissance, if, if you will. Like, like let's say that um, all of our pieces stay healthy, like everything stays upright. Chris McCaffrey, he, he he's doing the things that he can do, right? Uh, offensive line pans out the way that we think it should. Um, I think that Baker can be successful with just having a, a change of scenery. He 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 wants to play. He wants to win. Like he's not even, like somebody that will like give up on the team, right? Um, and if you put the players around him, I think that a, a new change of scenery would would be good for him. And he we could possibly win some games he can have like a good year but i again i think baker's big problem he hasn't had back-to-back good years i don't think he is consistently that type of guy because like i said if everything stays upright we had it we would have a chance to be good but if it's like kind of like how sam was his first three games maybe just a little bit better because he's i think baker just has more moxie than sam he just knows a little bit more about football sam just be throwing shit into coverage but anyway um what was I about to say? Uh, I kind of lost my point. Um, yeah, I think Baker would, would would benefit from that, but if everything, if say everything didn't go exactly as planned, if C Mac missed some games, if um, the offensive line kind of struggled, if, if anything like that, he he he's not that type of player to overcome that to uplift us to be something like that. I think he's uh, kind of a, a plus game manager quarterback. I guess is is is, is my main point, but. Um, he could possibly have a good year his first year with us, man, but I don't think he's our future. Like, I think we would make a mistake signing him to a long-term contract and then be trying to offload him the next year, the next couple of years, like the Browns are trying to do now. But You know, uh, thank you, Corey. You know that Cam Newton has a lower career passing per- completion percentage than Baker Mayfield? Not by much. It's not because his – worse or less accurate than no, Baker no, Mayfield. not saying that. I'm not even yeah, really ready to say he's an inaccurate quarterback, but to say that Baker is inaccurate is, I don't know if it's fair. The other thing is crazy about this. Uh, Cam has had, he did have two 300-yard games in 2020 with the Patriots, like some big, two big games. Uh, but this is wild. Um I was looking back in 2019. He only played two games with the Carolina Panthers, right? Um, that was when he got hurt. We were not at this game, even though I thought we were. How many times have I said that, CK? A lot. Uh, we were at the Rams game, the one before it, right? Yes, That's I the think one we so. went to. Um, crazy. Cam Newton threw 333 yards in that game. He also was 25 for 51. <laughs> so, But, gosh, how did he have one f- leg and he threw 333 yards? Just crazy. Sorry, yeah, just hurts that were just sticking out. Before, before we go on, like, listen, I'm not some Odell Beckham Jr. super fan here, okay? Yes, you are, clearly. No, you the fuck I'm not. In fact, I'm anything but ever, Odell dude. Beckham Jr. has that diva mentality like a lot of number one wide receivers do. However, open is open. And DJ Moore has been the perfect example that if you don't have a top quarterback in the NFL getting you the football, you're not going to be respected. Oh, do you remember you're not when you told me to that Max Stafford was basically One of the guys. Yeah, and look what a better team did for him. It made everyone think that he's the top fucking uh, 10 quarterback in the TV, NFL. Man. It's an illusion, yeah, dude. It, 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 but again, that even furthers my point. 
the quarterback and receiver positions are tethered to one another. Nobody thought DeAndre Hopkins. Sean McVay. Nobody thought DeAndre Hopkins was one of the better wide receivers in the NFL until he had Deshaun throwing him the ball. But by the way, he was also a thousand yard receiver just about every year before he had Deshaun Watson. My point being, a number one wide receiver is a number one wide receiver if you like him or not. Odell Beckham was basically traded there to be a number one wide receiver. And their first overall pick mean? in the draft he went to a team where a guy could had not a reliably fuck. get him the football. Oh, you mean to the Browns? No, he was to traded the to the Browns because he was a headache in with the Giants. And right. Dave Gettleman doesn't like anybody that has any mouth on him or anything like that. I don't think it's that. Beckham it doesn't mean it was with justified injuries. Either. He struggled with injuries. Because of Baker. The fact is this, is that the fact that he played very well in Los- oh, could you say this that Matt Stafford tore his ACM? What do you mean? Did he? Or no, did he you just told me that Baker Mayfield ruined his. Whatever. Right, it was because of the throw that Baker Mayfield threw that wasn't right. on the mark. Did you not mean didn't? Ba- no, but Baker Mayfield. I mean Odell uh, during the was Super Bowl got his. Move. No, he got his foot stuck in the turf while he was running a route. I know, after, but like you're like, at, like acting like Baker did this to this. Yeah, team. because I they're not the same. Like... Baker well, got look... Odell Beckham hurt. If we need to find the play, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm right about you. this too, man. Find the play, find the play for him because I, I just saying Odell's bad, but he's it. not fucking a. To- he's I'm not, not even going to show that. I'm not even. I'm not even going to show the Odell's father video. I'm going to show the because it's also it was also. Uh, PR to get him out of there. Like, I mean, that was a concerted effort to have a giant temper tantrum to get the fuck out of the Browns. And you can't act like it's that. Then you know what is then DJ Moore should do it. Then everybody should do. It. I just don't think like, I just, uh, it's not like, Oh, we're going to see Odell. Wasn't happy enough, but it, it it's frustrating too, because I mean, like, you're saying that because the ball was thrown in the wrong place, that that was what caused the ACL tear. But had he caught that same ball and not torn his ACL, the narrative would be an amazing throw, an amazing catch. Yeah, no, there would be no I, problem with once it. I, so once just, I it's just find irritating. The play. Yeah? It's like corollary, I, not play, causal. You're, you're this is see. all corollary. When you oh, underthrow the football so bad that the receiver has to run back in the opposite direction. And run into the defensive back. Many, to try you know and what? Make Tom Brady has ball. done that to people. Like, I mean, we can fucking do a million. It doesn't like, matter. Baker still got Actually, I would say this is I think that this picture that uh, Odell had commissioned yeah, is childish. I love it. It's childish. I love it. It's childish. So hold on, didn't Odell get didn't Odell get hurt in the Super Bowl too? You know what? It should be Matt Stafford picking his ass that, that, up. How about that? Stafford one you're talking about? Yeah. I'm gonna have to find it on YouTube. It's not yeah, on I'm Twitter. I'm just saying this is man, look, is miss me with look, once Odell you see Beck- the play, it's gonna be abundantly obvious okay. to everyone you know that, that Baker Mayfield like, got I've him seen hurt. Cam Newton get dudes fucking wrecked before, dude. Not like I Baker. mean, it's just kind of part of the game that like this shit happens. And I'm not no, like you now not like Baker, but he got flaws. this one play that fucked up Beckham. 
Then you could say Eli did that to Odell. You could say, like, we could go down a list of fucking everybody who has fucking left everybody hung out to dry. Right. And ruined. How many times did Cam Newton throw it high and a dude get fucking wrecked getting it? I didn't go, oh, well, fucking Cam Newton sucks. But why does that I explain away all the numerous are, times that Baker Mayfield does I think the part is, is you're being too hard on Baker. No, you're not yeah. being hard enough. This guy has real problems. I said and, I didn't want to trade and, and for everyone's him. trying to explain him away because, oh, he was nope. on the I said Browns. I didn't want to trade for him. I said I did not want to trade for him. But you're still but defending him like, like oh. If, no, if, I'm trying oh, to say if, this. is you're like. He was on the Browns. Oh, my God. Cody has a hatred for Mayfield. Dude, I don't stand who's won, who's won more playoff games, Deshaun Watson or Baker? Or is it like the same, probably? No, like Deshaun, probably same. Deshaun's won like twice as many. Two. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go last. Hey, how about this? It probably neither won as much as Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. All right. See, so it's all corollary evidence is what I'm saying. I can pick all of this up and like it's like it's just like whatever supports our argument. You can find it's like dismissing all evidence that doesn't support the argument and embracing all evidence that does. And I'm sorry, I draw the line at he got. Odell. No, that's what you're doing. No, no that's what you're doing. No, no that is you're trying to explain away. <laughs> you're trying to explain. What oh, about how? Well, no, how? quarterbacks how? do that all the time. Cam Newton almost got such and such killed. No, uh, like if we want to look on an individual play-by-play basis, you're trying to say like, oh, if every quarterback, if you're playing quarterback, it happens. You're gonna get your receivers killed sometimes. I'm telling you, Baker does it as a higher tick than other quarterbacks. That's just Uh, a factual statement. It's not me defending Baker. It's just a factual statement. His one is a higher tick than quarterbacks. Who else has he done to? It's gotten injured or it's happened to. Like, I mean, how is it at a higher tick? Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to ask y'all to do this. Go and look up. Cause everybody, when the kids are upset, no, 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 no. Listen, everyone, everyone looks up highlights. Oh, they go look at Baker Mayfield highlights and they go, Oh yeah, I want that guy on the team. No, Go and look up Baker Mayfield's interceptions on Twitter. There's a two-minute long video of Baker Mayfield throwing boneheaded interceptions and telling that he doesn't look different than Sam Darnold. Five years of defending Cam Newton against these similar... You know what? How how about this? Why don't you go and look how many four-yard passes that were wide open that Cam Newton missed? But the hardest thing for Cam players, was to man. throw it from me to that chair over there for a long time. Cam knew it'd be like this. Oh, I just need to dump it off. And he would just fucking either throw a missile over his head. You're right. But I could be like, oh, well, look at that. Look at that's what people did. You're doing the same thing. The same no, you're, thing. You're, you're, you're trying to Anecdotal make those comparisons evidence. to explain away Baker Mayfield's no, inadequacy. Not explain away. Yeah, I said that this, is what is, you're I, doing. Look, That's what I can show you. Some, I can show you a Tom Brady low light reel real quick, and I bet you it looks the same as everybody else's low light reel. Bad. Just like everybody's highlight. I'm we're just saying to, we're about to get a divorce right now on this podcast. <laughs> it's the longest running Panthers podcast. This is going to come to an end. No, I'm not kidding. Like, look, the kids <laughs> are up there. 
<laughs> the kids are crying oh. in the bedroom. They've locked yeah. themselves in the closet. Are we really going to end our marriage over Baker fucking Mayfield, dude? We're not going to end come it. On. Not at all. Not at all. But come on. Saying I'm explaining it away. No. I said I don't want to trade for Baker. Dude, it just means that the I did not want it just means the makeup sex is even better, dude. Oh, gosh. Now you're the gay one. I'm supposed to be the gay one. <laughs> Next call. Game is happy, bro. Gay as fuck. Um, here to talk tonight about this uh, Baker Mayfield uh, situation that's going on. Damn it. I feel like we are um, All the talking about a topic that we've been talking about for literally three months. And, um, <laughs> well, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of comedic, honestly. Because you're like comparing one quarterback to another that basically got – the same skills true but uh, anyway i want to change the topic about the quarterbacks and talk about rather that we need to talk about the front office and the decision making that's been going on with it although you know herney started off with this situation getting us to where we are now rule has now went through what four or five different quarterbacks in his time here in carolina so you know what what is, what is it going to take you know for us to sit on a quarterback or what is it going to take for us to find a quarterback if we're just shifting through quarterbacks so constantly that we can't give a quarterback an opportunity to actually prove themselves? So my my whole thing right now is, you know, we drafted a quarterback. There'd be no point in trading for another quarterback when you already have a quarterback on the roster that, you know, could Agreed. be a second chance 100%. depending on how bad the offensive line was. But you got a rookie quarterback that has a lot of different skill set that you believe that could be a franchise quarterback. So why not let those two just battle it out and see, let the best quarterback take the starting job. I mean, yes. my honest opinion is let's get this young guy, Matt Corral out there and let's see what he's got. There's no point in trade for Baker Mayfield. He's going to be on a one-year deal and then we're going to have to pay him again. So why not yes. just keep, let Matt Corral take the helm or let Sam Darnold, let them both battle it out. See who can get the quarterback spot. Anyways, guys, enjoy the podcast as usual. And uh, this is just my take. Uh, no, that's our take, bro. I don't mm-hmm. like uh, that's your and talking I take. about this quarterback situation because, I mean, it's just. Don't worry. We're so fine naked every now person. and then. So um, thank you, guys. Catch you guys next time. This spammer, this naked. No, you blocked. Yeah, you blocked Daniel Castro. You gotta unblock. No, I did not. Yes, yeah, it my on Streamyard. It says Daniel Castro was blocked. How do I undo it? Uh, oh God, yeah, see. I did. I clicked the wrong one. How do you undo it? You'll have to go into your. Yeah, well, let me undo it. Sorry, Daniel. We'll get it sorted out, brother. Don't go nowhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it under guest? Maybe. No. All right, I'll figure out. Sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. I was trying to get rid of these naked chicks. Should have kept them. We need them. Um, I agree. That's why I'm trying to say I'm not defending Baker Mayfield because I I agree 100 is that, if anything, we shouldn't have traded for Sam Darnold. Um, So, no. Are you trying to unblock him or you want me to try and figure it out? Yeah, if y'all can I don't know how to do it. I'm working on it, yeah. Well, I, I, I can do it from Tony's end. Y'all Please ahead. do that. Um, so that is, I agree. That's a, I agree 100 with that take, is that we we, we made this bed, now we got to sleep in it. And Matt Corral is the person that could um, make it exciting. That's it. All right. Um, I don't. I think that's it. I don't want to talk about anything else. I want to fight no more. <laughs> We're done. 
Um, oh, actually, we did. I'll tire you out, won't I? We had this one. I dragged her into the fifth round, bring her into deep waters, and makes me submit to my will. <laughs> um, Let's go. Build Daniel, your I'm going to get you unblocked, bro. I promise. I put, um, I, I unhit him. Okay. Daniel, if you're still there, send us a message. See if you can talk to us. If not, I'll try and. Okay, so uh, $15 to build your yeah, offense. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, so on the, let's just go row by row. Is there a $5 player you want? And I say yes. I can't see. Cam Newton. Here are the $5 players. Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Steve Smith, Masim Muhammad, Greg Olson. $4. Okay, Daniel's back. We're good. Good, good. All right. Um. Four dollar players. So is is Delome Stewart, DJ Moore, Ted Ginn Jr., Wesley Walls. So how about this? Is um what I would say is that who do you not count as a five dollar player in the five dollar row? So I think uh, Cam Newton is a five dollar player. I'm almost a, the uh, only player that you can I feel argue about is. Moose and Mohammed, yeah. like, but I mean, is, is there anyone that's going to argue that Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Steve Smith, and Greg Olson aren't five dollars? Like, come on, that's easy. <sighs> yeah, Ooh. I would say this is to me is all right. It's three players, all right, or is it four? It's four players. It's Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Steve Smith, and Olson. All right, actually, and I don't think Moose Muhammad is a five dollar. I think he's in the four. Well, you have, you, you, yeah, have you have fifteen dollars. So theoretically, you could you could take five players, you know. Uh, you could take two, and then but mm. all right. So here is yeah. this: is who do you pick on this row? Um, it's to me, it's a coin flip between Steve Smith and Cam Newton. Do we have to pick a five dollar player? No, you don't. You don't. Okay. So we're all no, picking a team right now. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Yeah, so you build like, your you team. Have... Everybody build their team then. Yeah. Okay. So Pan- Panthers Wire put this out: fifteen dollars to build your offense. What uh? What what formation are you? Uh, I'll, I'll write it down. Are you putting up? All right. Um, I uh, I put mine out. I put mine um on Twitter, so I'll pull that up just to make sure that I All right. keep it the same. Um, but dude, Stephen Davis is a one dollar. Boom! What the fuck? I, I can't right away. Stephen Davis had like fourteen hundred yards on that Super Bowl run. Steven Davis for $1 is the biggest steal on that whole list, bro. Are we talking about in their prime? I'm assuming, right? Who, uh, or, yeah, when they yeah. played for the Carolina Panthers. How about that? When they just played for us. Who are their $4 players? I can't read the list. Delome, Stewart, Moore. Hey, I'm going to try and bring up a better photo that people can see. Okay. Dude, Steven Davis is the steal. First of all, is there's an like. Can y'all see that a little bit better, Chad? Yeah. Let me know. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, all right, so right away, I want Steven Davis for a dollar. Um, okay, so you want how many Steven players Davis? do we got to pick? We got to pick one of each, we got to pick one running back, one quarterback. I, mean, what, I think whatever spend, you think you, you your team would be best, spend, yeah. You just have to spend $15, yeah, whatever you think you build the best team with. Uh, I want okay. Cam Newton, Steve Smith, Steven Davis, that would be 11. Then I'm gonna hit you up with uh ooh, can I get a four or two? Who is a good 
can't see. Oh, yeah, they leave, co- yeah, leave the comments shit, yeah. down. All right, we're fighting. We're still fighting over comments now. Take it down. All right. Oh, don't like anybody on the $2 list. Uh, Deshaun Foster was cool. Like, he's straight. But the idea of Deshaun Foster, like, they mixed these up. Steven Davis should be the $2. Deshaun Foster should be the one. Hmm. I want Cam. Who's, uh, who's three? Three is uh, Steve Berline. Who's like D'Angelo Williams. Who's the third one? Three dollars is Steve Berline, D'Angelo Williams. Uh, that is uh, Mark Carrier, Mark Carrier, Brandon right. LaFell, and Chris, Chris Madden. Moore. And what role right. is Devin Funch is going to be at a higher level than Curtis Samuel? Hey, man. Um, this is what I say. Better. This is my team. I want Cam Newton, Steve Smith, and Stephen Davis. That's 11 How bucks. Kelvin Benjamin, $2. Um, I want Stephen Davis, Steve Smith, Cam Newton. Throw in, I'll take Robbie Anderson to make it $12. And then I got three bucks left. And I'll go Chris Mangum, I guess. I mean, I got to get a tight end at that point. But like I mean, that that would be my team. Newton, Smitty, Mangum, Davis, Anderson. All right, all right. CK Greg, you don't wanna is that Kenyon Barner down there? Yeah. Or not I'm the Kelvin, worst of these, Benjamin. dude. Uh, Where is yeah. Kenyon Barner? What's uh, it's, it's, it's Kelvin Benjamin, not Kenyon Oh no. Barner. Yeah. Um, I mean the idea that Kelvin Ben that I'm, man, I'm sorry. Like, good God, Stephen Davis was a monster. Didn't you? I mean, yeah, I, that's my, I built my team. You built your team. I built my team. I'm going to take uh, Curtis Samuel, Steve Smith, Jake DeLome. That's 10. I need, give me a. Even Davis had 1,444 rushing yards and eight touchdowns for us yeah. in 2003. I'm going to go Steven one, Davis. Um, God, one, two, three, four seasons over. He had three seasons over 1,400 yards rushing and four over 1,300. It's crazy. And Morgan. Fucking Let's monster. have one more. I'll go it's ahead really and go. The, Ed Dixon in there as a blocking tight end. Okay, so who's your team? Um, it's uh, it's gonna be Jake Delome, Steve Smith, Curtis Samuel, Ed Dixon, uh, Morgan, and Davis. I feel like CK really, he was really frugal with his picks. Like, uh, did you get the fifteen? What's that? Is that fifteen dollars? Yeah. Okay. Greg, what say you, man? Okay, uh, so I'm going with uh, dual running back threat here. Ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with D'Angelo Williams for three dollars. I'm gonna go with Stephen Davis for one dollar. I'm gonna throw Steve good. Smith on there and DJ Moore to have some good targets, and I'm gonna give Kerry Collins the ball to toss it to him. And I think you put a championship team together right there. And no tight end. No, well, tight, I don't need do it. that. Don't need it. Yeah. Tony, did you say say did you say your list? Say your list yeah. again. Mine is uh, Cam Newton, 
and and Steve Smith. So I got two five dollar players. Then yeah. I got Stephen Davis makes eleven. Uh, then I went um, Robbie Anderson makes twelve, and then I hit you with the uh, Jeff. Uh, ooh, is that right? Ten. Newton, Smith, Davis, Samuel, and then I'll spend the last on the whoever the best tight end I can get is. Ed Dixon, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Nah, three. Who is this? Chris Mangum. Mangum. Uh, yeah. All right, bro. Are y'all, y'all ready for the best list? No. Nope. I got the it's best not. List. If it's not, if Stephen Davis is it, no, I already have the best. No, the best list. Is one thousand percent mine, dude. Cam Newton is my quarterback. My running back. I'm spending three dollars. I'm going D'Angelo Williams. Okay. I'm gonna spend another five dollars on Steve Smith. Okay. I'm gonna spend one dollar on Robbie Anderson, and I'm gonna spend one dollar on Ed Dixon. Let's fucking roll, boy. Oh, man, dude. That's my guys, my guys with smoke gears, man. Are you kidding me? Bro, no, nah, I got that squad, man. D'Angelo Williams can do everything with the football. I got your team Steve has cancer. Smith. You have cancer on your team. Robbie oh, Anderson. Well, yeah, we made it I had Robbie hey, Anderson on my team. We got, hey, we got some attitude. At least nobody picked team. Curtis Samuel over. Well, actually, CK did. Can I, Curtis, can I say that I'm disappointed? Play, but like Robbie five Anderson. games. Can I just say I'm disappointed that nobody picked Greg Olson? I had like, to choose between. Oh yeah, it was tough, man. I had to, I had to choose. I could only do one five dollar player. It was Greg Olson and Steve Smith. I think with Steve Smith and DJ Moore, I could get a better offense. Production. Well, because the thing is, is you can't do because then you can't get. Uh, if you did Greg Olson and Steve Smith, you're at ten. And then if you do Jake, Del- you need a quarterback. Right. My most elite player. Yeah, maybe you go Terry Collins, yeah. calling them all. In- I mean, Steve Berline had one good season. Steve Berline was good. Terry Collins just calling them the N word all the time. Oh, I don't I like that. Yeah. Terry Collins. Wait, what? was that? I forgot about that. Dang it. Now I got to take yeah. him off the list. He got yeah. beat. He got in a fight. He was using the N word in the locker room back in 95, 96. Terry Collins. He was our. Yo. He started in our inaugural season, dude. Yeah, or whatever second season. Yeah, we're in the first. So what? Season. He got fucked up. Yeah, then he went rejuvenate his career in New York and turned yeah. out to be pretty good. Like, um, but the thing is, is this is Cam Newton, Jake Delhomme are hands down our best quarterbacks in our history, right? Is I think Greg Olson is very good, very very good, but I would not say that he's in the same conversation is cam newton steve smith and i think the problem with christian mccaffrey is is you just have to say he's hurt all the time all right yeah but you don't again it's going back to those receiving positions being dependent upon quarterback who is cam newton without greg olsen being his number one option for, for all those important years man he went three years of a thousand yards greg olsen was our number one receiver and the man is a tight end. That is you know, awesome, so. but that is that is becoming more common with tight ends. Um, Kelsey's had thousand yards every year he's been in the NFL. Uh, Andrews is at two back to back thousand yard seasons. Like it's because because of the changing of the game, it's becoming more common for tight ends, especially elite ones, to get that. Sure, but I still say it doesn't take away. No, Greg right, yeah. was the first to three consecutive thousand yard yeah. seasons. Listen to this, though, Cody is steven davis so like 
Stephen Davis has had, had a better career than Christian McCaffrey already. Like in 1999, he rushed 290 carries for 1,405 yards for 17 touchdowns. Yeah. In 2000, he had 332 carries for 1,300 and 1,318 yards and 11 touchdowns. In 2001, he rushed the ball 356 times for 1,400 yards, 1,432, 1,004. And then he came to Carolina on the Super Bowl run, and he had 1,444 yards for us, dude. Yeah. Like Christian McCaffrey had the, the best. He's had one 1,300-yard season rushing. I'm just saying, Stephen Davis is kind of like an under – I know you're. I know you can't remember. You don't know him, but this dude was fucking amazing. Now He's most of his his best years were with Washington, but he had one fourteen hundred yard with us. We went to the Super Bowl. We ran him and ran him and yeah. ran him. For him yeah. being one dollar, is like this is the thing. Is they should flip flop Deshaun Foster and Stephen Davis on this list. Yeah, no, that's that DraftKings so. fine right there. That's that when you're building the team, you find that one uh, guy that's way underpriced. Just pick him. Just yeah. pick him twelve times. All right. Yes. Um, Do you think Jonathan Stewart is overvalued at four dollars? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's him and D'Angelo basically had the same career. I think D'Angelo is better than John Stewart. To be truly honest with you, but I think I think they're both they're both pretty close to being the same. I yeah. think it's embarrassing that Kelvin Benjamin's worth two dollars. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like that's yeah. come on. Like who are we kidding? You know what I mean? I know. I do like how Brandon LaFell is worth three, who I think is an <laughs> right. underrated Carolina Panther. Very for, underrated. He got, he got so much shit though. People used to dump on him. Dude, All in right. 2013, he was fucking dynamite. All right. Man. Um, let's go ahead and ice some fools up and get out of here. All right. Um does anybody oh did you guys see this real quick is uh chase daniels this i gotta just put this tweet up this is fucking crazy this is wild look at this all right so this is legalized bank robbing i'm uh, the best when it comes to chase daniel yeah, will have made over forty-one million dollars in the NFL, which makes him sixty-two, number sixty-two all-time in NFL QB earnings. He started five games in thirteen years. He averaged six point five yards per attempt. An absolute backup QB legend. Uh, forty-one million dollars. Chase Daniels, you're my hero. Um, so that one's pretty good. Uh, but I thought that was fun. Do you guys have any ice ups you want to share tonight? Yeah, I'll go real quick. Uh, I'm going to ice up Facebook. Uh, I do not have Facebook. I've been looking for a car for the last three weeks. If you don't have Facebook, it's almost impossible to do any of this stuff. And thank goodness my wife does. Um, but it's like they've completely taken over any kind of um, bartering systems and <laughs> trading between people. Like if you have right. Facebook, you, you can't get involved in this because everything does. Cars.com, AutoTrader, nothing, man. And I also want to ice up people who put ads for vehicles on um and and leave stuff out like i've driven to raleigh i've driven to uh, almost charlotte to salisbury to uh lexington i drove out to all kinds of different places over the last tons and tons of miles and gas is expensive i got this one car the other day and this guy had didn't take pictures of the interior when i got there um 
like it was it was a it was Dodge Dakota, right? And on the very back, you know how you go to the store and you find those chrome letters that you can spell stuff out with for like science yeah. projects and stuff. Yeah. Like on the back of this, and not even place in places would be like in the middle of the tailgate is four by four, and it's like crooked. And V eight, oh, which this truck tried. was neither. Yeah. Four by four, no more V eight, right? So I get in this truck, I start it up, and it sounds good. And I go to pop the hood, and I uh, um and um when whenever I do it, um I go to the front, and I can't find the thing to lift up the hood, and I lift it up, and the hood, everything under the hood just looks absolutely horrible. Like there's the reasons why this guy didn't have his picture on here. I go into the release parking brake, and there's no parking brake. I have to reach under the dash and find the cord. And when I pull the cord, he tells me the parking brake light doesn't come off. And don't worry about the check engine light. The engine runs fine. It must just be broken. So I got in the car, and I drove it around the block. I turned right back around, parked it, and shook his hand. I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. But to all those people out there trying to sell vehicles, like, be honest about it, man. Like, if you got a piece of shit, don't try to sell somebody a piece of shit because people will see through it pretty easily most of the time. But I guess people do fall for it. It's the only reason it's out there like that. But buying vehicles is very different, especially in this day and age and with this economy. So it's a uh, good luck to anybody out there doing it. Yeah. But I'm icing up Facebook and people who put bullshit ads out there for cars. All right, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna follow you up because I need your kind of help on what this wrestling move is. All right. Um, this to me is I'm icing up this girl who fucked with this other girl. She she fucked with the bull and she got the horns. This girl beats this ass. Now, everybody's gotten their ass beat in their life, I would I would think. But look at this end of this fight here. This girl's just working her. Working her. Look. Pop, 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 pop. Just beating that. Beating it. Beating it. Look at this. Look at this. Boo! Oh, dude. What is that wrestling move? There's a like female a... that does a move like that. I can't. I don't know what it's called. This oh, person, it like a it's almost boom. Oh, God, that thing. Bro, you could oh. fucking kill someone. That's like yeah. curb stomping somebody right there. Dude, you could have snapped her fucking neck. Yeah, yeah. dude. No oh, shit. Oh, I got All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, you guys go ahead next. I do got to show you one other one real quick. That's, that's yeah. Um, so I'm going next here. Um, I'm icing up fucking Rudy Giuliani. Uh-oh. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but Rudy Giuliani was out and about in some grocery store doing something, and it's being reported that Rudy Giuliani got slapped. And then he even goes on to say, if I wasn't in good shape, I would have hit the ground and probably cracked my skull. Oh, well, no. damn, that sounds pretty fucking intense, right? Well, there's video of this interaction. Let's see how hard our man got slapped. Oh. Oh. That was he got a pat it. on the back. That was a pat that on the was, back. Dude, that was literally, and by the way, he's still cussing and shouting at him. Wow. Screaming oh at God. him. And that was a real pat on the back. By the way, it was one an more honest time. Pump. And, uh, and, and by the way, this is the one that said, oh, if he wasn't in good shape, he would have fell over and cracked his skull. Wow. But then, but then how wow. about this? A person who slapped the former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani on the back at a campaign event 
was arrested and jailed for more than 24 hours and now faces assault charges. Oh, my God. He is due to be back in court on August the 17th. Dude, see, this is why that January 6th shit doesn't really mean shit to me. Like, are politicians of such a comfort, cozy life where, where they're just, they get to do whatever they want, say whatever they want, and mm-hmm. then change the narrative to suit whatever kind of bullshit that protects them? Dude, what an absolute loser. This has nothing to do with him being Republican or whatever. This is him just being an absolute pussy. I suck. Like, yeah, that's just an old man. That's an old yeah. senile man right there. CK, you got anything for us? Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, this is not um, intended to be political, but I'm sure some people are going to say, keep politics off my show. Um, I think we can all agree right now it's pretty tough time financially for people with the gas prices, grocery prices, everything continuing to go up and up and up and up and up. Um. In the midst of uh, an overturning of uh, uh, the the Roe v. Ro- Ro v. Wade, you start to see Democrats essentially sending out emails and text messages yes. to people saying, this is such a bad situation. Donate to me if you want to fix it. Right? That Like, it's just the essential, the, the messaging, right? In the midst of, like, people hur- honestly hurting with funds, number one. All right, number two, what you're telling me is you have no intention of trying to do anything in your current term. You're all about trying to get elected, and then maybe I'll do it then, right? It's such an irritation. I don't care what your stance is, and every side does it, but this absolute money grab that these politicians find themselves in and the fact that their first go-to with something like this when a major milestone of their their party is is you know, breached or, you know, or, or something, something that one of their core beliefs has been infringed upon. Right. And their first thought is not, you know, what can we do to fix it? What can you pay me to try to fix it? That's their first response as politicians. That's the people we've elected into office. That's who we think is going to be able to get this, this country back on track. And in quite honestly, if you want to get political under the Democrats, our economy has gone in the absolute shithole from a from gas prices to, to cost of groceries. And I'm not somebody who puts myself on the conservative side. I'm dab dab in the middle. When you have every single facet of the government is controlled by the Democrats outside of maybe the Supreme Court, everything and the economy looks as bad as it does. Your first goal is to ask for more fucking money. Get out of here. Ice up, son. Ice up. TK, that might have been yeah. one of your best ice ups ever. It was. Really good he, one. Came, yeah. he kind of came Loved with some it. passion there. I want to th- I thank Salesman for this. I've watched this 285 oh, times. Did you ever find out what happened to this broad? Like, is she okay? This oh my shit God, is, man. is so awesome. All right. So, for people listening <laughs> on the audio so podcast, awesome. these are three people, three weightlifting cats, uh, two men. And a lady, and they have these bags. They're they're very similar to a kettlebell, yeah, kettlebell. But they yeah. are like a, it looks like about the size of a tool bag. And they are three. They're making a TikTok or something like this, or an OnlyFans video, I guess. And they are imagine taking a kettlebell, doing a kettlebell workout, and then throwing it as high in the air, or like trying to throw it over your head behind you. 
Uh, you would think maybe this strong guy is going to nail that truck or something. I mean, these are heavy. Look at this shit. Boom! Oh, oh my! Oh. I mean, a hundred times you oh, can't do this. You can do this a hundred times. It wrapped around her neck. Oh, oh my god! Oh my gosh! Bro, I cannot keep watching look, this. She says, no, oh. she says, look, she goes, look, she smiles. She smiles. No, I don't think. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Um, you oh, step dude, that, uh, Everybody wow. else takes a step forward. Oh, but you can't see on the cinder blocks. Well, because she's shorter than those guys. So, so she's she trying to throw it as high. to be in the frame. Like they're trying to probably frame it right. But uh, you could do this a hundred oh times and not do that again. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. uh, you could try to do, try to throw that bag straight up in the air. And it would be like, if you were trying to do that, it would be harder than not trying. I've watched this so many times. Thank you, at salesman. Um, Jesus Christ. That wow. man, that poor girl. The question that I've been, I've been fielding this with uh, my guy that I work out with. And he says that if the bag would have hit her straight in the head, it would have been worse. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, dude, Tony, those have okay. to be ha- fucking 50 pound kettlebells. No, no they yeah. ain't that much. That, there's no way this girl is throwing a 30 pound kettlebell up. Yeah, there. I dude, yes, yeah, she is. Dude, that, dude, I'm dude, telling you. how dude. high they throw it. That is not that. That's not She does not throw it that high. Look yeah, how she high doesn't even throw it that high. That was part. Also, her, her form is bad. You're supposed to throw it behind you. Instead of straight up, oh, so if you know that is a, that's some height. Yeah, man. that was pretty high. Yeah, if, if that would have hit her high. instead of wrapping around her no neck, 30. it would have cracked that her ain't, skull. That thing. Yeah, if that was fifty, I think that would have. I think that would have been. Dude, yeah, even I would say, still, I'd say something 30. that heavy coming step down that hard on your head. Oh, Tony, stop playing. Oh, bro, yeah, I love it, man. I cannot. I just giggle. I shouldn't be. God. But that's mm. what you get for trying to be internet cool. Turned Dude, out to Tony's be internet eyes cool. Up tonight for fucking brutal. Unsettling. <laughs> right. uh, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night you can chop up latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We're on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, wherever you get that podcast at. Um, we're going to be busting out a lot of content. Please help me. Uh, help support us with the small things by just liking and sharing the shorts, the content that the extra content Cody does, and that we're going to continue to pump out as the season gets in. Cody, tell them how they can get after you. Yeah, find me on Twitter. You see it right there at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. I'm starting fights on there just like I am on here, you know. So it's a vibe, man. Come and follow your boy. Uh, and then on Fridays, at 7 p.m., you can come and tell me what you think about my opinions, about Tony's opinions, about the entire Carolina Panthers football team on the Friday free-for-all. Every Friday at 7 p.m., you can be a part of the show by joining via StreamYard. Uh, hey, stop by, man. You might catch uh, CK playing some Warzone randomly on a Friday, too, while, we, while we're talking about Panthers football. It's a good time for all parties involved. Be a part of it. C3 Friday free for all. Tony, that's it for me, man. Okay. 
Uh, you can find me at all the socials at Codizzle Allen. Um, and as Cody mentioned last Friday, I popped in and was playing Warzone while they were talking on the Friday free-for-all. It wasn't the primary screen, but if you guys are interested in coming and talking about some Panthers, watching some actual free-for-all action in the Warzone, then uh, come pop by and say uh, say what's up. Codizzle, yeah, I put Castro. you on the... I put you on the big screen more than you even realize, brother. <laughs> Daniel Castro wants a C3 Gamer Day. I think that's a great idea. We need to do some fun things like that this year. Maybe we have a do. Madden, some some Madden competitions or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Greg, how can they get after you? Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. Is my personal handle, or check me out uh, at Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. My other podcast. We normally go live Fridays at nine PM Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. We are about to change that date. I think sometime during the week day to free the Fridays up. And if so, you can find me on the free for alls a lot of Friday nights. So nice, oh, nice. Yeah, um, I want to thank all the fans, dude. How about this uh, off season, long form show? Uh, long form ridiculous where your parents are arguing nonstop, and we still had a great turnout. You guys are fantastic. Uh, not only are my co-hosts fantastic, but uh, the people in the chat, you guys made my night. Had a tough hour before this show, uh, so it made me happy to be here. Even though Cody is the third person on the list who can make me mad, this goes to my wife, my mom, and Cody. Now is the <laughs> the three people that push. Come me on, am I higher than your neighbor? Come on, dude. All right, uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. Take us out of here, brother. C three Nation. Until next time, keep pounding. Love you keep guys. Pounding.